0: I won't let Vera work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I had a child, this is all they would be watching. <laughs> it would be amazing if little Vera started quoting Mr. T. Oh, great with that. I be. pity the fool. Come on. Hello,
1: and welcome to Ramjack at Command of the Rain Fleet. Hey
0: everyone, I'm Alex. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, the other guy on this show is Brad.
1: Hello, citizens. Well,
0: <laughs> we've been doing this show for a very long time. True, that's true. And we're going to keep doing it.
1: We're, they can't stop us. They want to stop us, but they can't stop us.
0: It's our. They podcast. can't stop us. It's our dream. No one's going to stop us now. <laughs> true. We're
1: gonna have a lot, a lot of fun in this episode, Alex. I, I think there's something a little bit later that we might get oh! into. What's this? Did I buy the
0: book that Alex stole? Yes, I did. <laughs> I love how Brad will say something before in the pre-show oh, "I got this thing over here." Maybe we'll we'll talk about it later, and then immediately when the episode starts, he brings it into frame, and I can start seeing it.
1: Just wonder. I've just been waiting to let you know that I bought the book. Bought the book of prompts. So this is
0: awesome. It looks brighter than the one that I saw. Like oh, the really? cover has a nice. Yours is very red. The one I had. Looked more maroonish, I think. Oh well, that's. But I mean, they obviously are the same. Maybe just the color through our cameras are different. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Or maybe yours is the one for criminals. Maybe you got photos from the criminal copy, the one that's just put there as a decoy to ensnare Ooh. criminals.
0: And my self-respective, que- like self-reflective questions were just shitty, made-up. Mm. I bullshit. got the real questions I in here. I got the real, real shit. Brad has authentic. <laughs> um. Because if anyone wants to go to Target questions. and
1: buy this book, it is is
0: three que- 3,000 questions about me. Just for you to answer yeah. and learn more about yourself. That is imp- that is important for people to do, is True. to look yourself in the mirror with your book of prompts, mm-hmm. your thought prompts, mm-hmm. and really get to know you. Yeah, you have to. What if someone, like, realizes something about themselves they never knew about before? I'm assuming well, a lot of people do. So Will we absolutely. later? Absolutely. I don't know. Hmm. Ah. Um, Later, we also are going to be talking about um, the very first episode of the Mr. T cartoon.
1: Guys, welcome to Mr. T month. It's here. It's here. We're celebrating. Um, May is Mr. T's birthday month, and we're going to be celebrating on this podcast with the greatest cartoon ever
0: made. Brad was telling me that one of the writers on the show is the guy who went on to write or wrote Howard the duck, correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Steve Gerber. He was he was one of the writers and yeah, he's great. And it shows. We've Alfioed
0: a few episodes before, but right. Right. We took we it did back the to UFO the UFO
1: episode and we did the uh, like the Disneyland knockoff episode.
0: Do not worry. Mr. T was was going at it hard in the first episode. Yes. Season 1. Like it didn't the show didn't like hit its stride. It hit the ground running. huh. Mm-hmm. So Yes, that's going to be amazing. Um, before we get to all of that, though, there's a lot of other things to talk about. Um, Brad, mm-hmm. um, I have some interesting news about monkeys. Okay. So this is actually kind of old news because this was something that was oh, boy. a study news. that happened in 2005. But it's new maybe to, some, to us.
1: Hmm. Is this like uh, earlier today when you emailed me and were like, hey, maybe we should talk about this uh, Colonel Sanders uh, DC comic. And I was like, Alex, we talked about it on the show years ago.
0: Here we Years go. ago. I honestly do not remember talking about the comic book. We talked about the romance novel, and I remember that. But I don't I, remember the Colonel Sandals, Sanders comic book. I, I definitely remember us talking about that. Definitely. So we started the show in 2009? Yes. So this was before that. 2005. So, Mm -hmm. we may have talked about similar studies, because we definitely have talked about capuchins before, because that's that's the the monkey we're going to be talking about. Yeah. And there have been, I would say, similar studies, but this was brought to my attention recently, and it's adorable and also troubling. So, stop me if you've heard this one, but (laughs) let me start. Did we really talk about the Colonel Sanders comic? Did we talk about the first one or the second one? Because there were two. There was the original one... I don't know. I don't know which we talked about. I you found some
1: article about it on one of those websites that you look at. And you were like, there's they're doing this thing with Colonel Sanders. He's hanging out with the Flash or the Green Lantern. I, Both. Okay. Well,
0: And a lot he's of sea so a lot of sea level DC characters and from what I remember of and I haven't watched in a long time, the CW DC shows do not be surprised if Colonel Sanders rolls up as a superhero next season.
1: <laughs> Legend Tomorrow next season they they added a new character. You know they got so many characters but somehow they made room for Colonel Sanders to pop in. Yeah. What I mean, about that's, the Colonel Core? Likely actually. I would not. I would not. You know, wouldn't be surprised.
0: Just in case we didn't cover it the first time, there was a sequel called The Colonel Core where they just basically did a one-off where there was kind of like the Green Lantern Core. There was a Colonel Sanders core. One of them was a giant chicken Colonel Sanders man. I'm just saying.
1: Just saying. Um, listeners, um, if you remember hearing this before, uh, please write in. How could you forget about hearing it? I do. I remember hearing about it.
0: Capuchins, friend. Mm-hmm. Capuchin capers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Scientists did a study to see if they could understand the concept of currency. Now, we know larger apes can do this because they're ape. They're like us. They're not dummies. But monkeys, little monkeys, like Marcel from Friends Monkey, do they even understand the concept of bartering, trading money? Can we introduce them to things like capitalism? Mm. Let's find out. The answer is What yes. if we did this exact
1: same article, and this is where my uh, premise for my uh, show that I want to create, uh, Capuchin Capers, comes from? Um, because that's something I have talked about quite a bit.
0: Is Ramjack a circle? And I'm just have saying. And we arrived again? Like,
1: is Alex just pulling from a very finite list of articles?
0: So, this actually comes from a new podcast I found, which I definitely recommend.
1: It's called and Ramjack. It's called
0: uh, Ramjack. I started listening at episode one, and... Uh... So weird. These two guys, oddly named Alex and Brad as well, um... Because I may be crazy, but I right, keep going. But this sounds familiar. The more that we talk about it, or I'm saying it to you now, the more I'm thinking we sh- surely have talked about this on the show before.
1: Surely we've talked about it. It involves capuchins and uh, um, money. So I'm just saying <laughs> I have an established bit about uh, creating a, a reality show where I train a team of capuchin monkeys to become delightful pickpockets called Capuchin now, see, Capers.
0: Now, see, we did talk about how capuchins in certain parts of the world are thieves, just straight up. Well, that's a fact. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows that, and they're mean about it. There was the thing we talked about where the guy got his sunglasses. They would take his. They, they'll take uh, phones, sunglasses, anything like that, and then hold them hostage until you give them the food that they want. Correct. And we talked about that. This is different. And okay. technically, I don't think those were capuchins. I think those were a different type of ape. All right, all out, counselor. These capuchins, they gave them little tokens
2: mm-hmm.
0: representing marshmallows and grapes, but they didn't they weren't marshmallows and grapes, obviously. They were just little tokens. And pretty quickly the capuchins realized, "Oh, I can trade this in for marshmallows or grapes." Because capuchins have an insatiable appetite. Like they just cannot mm-hmm. stop eating. So when you give them a little disk that represents food, they may have had an advantage. In that respect, of quickly learning, oh, this thing represents food.
1: Nice.
0: Um, did they steal from each other? I'm sure they did. But once they realized that they could get marshmallows and grapes, they started to introduce more complex things, like deals. Okay. Hey, now, uh, used to, these tokens both represented one marshmallow and one grape. Now, for the limited time, you can get two grapes for one but still only one marshmallow. The Capuchins realized this, and when they realized that the concept of things going on sale or like that was even a thing in the reality of money, they went crazy. Like, they they began to really hoard their money, and as much as they would want to, they would kind of hold back a little bit, and then when there was a sale... Throw all their grape, like give nice. me all the fucking grapes. They nice. realized, like supply and demand, like they understood the concept of hold up. In the future, there might be two marshmallows for this token. I need to like watch my money. They're playing, and think the, about market. those deals. They're playing the markets. They're playing Didn't the markets. Then the
1: capuchins market. got really into derivatives, and oh, it was a fucking mess.
0: <laughs> um, they got into gambling. So yeah, yeah, they got into derivative movie. trading. They got, got into derivative breaks. trading. Um. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm hedging against grapes. I think, I think, uh, I think grapes are gonna go down. Grapes are going up. What are you talking about?
0: Well, we'll see. I don't know. I got a side bet on that. Started wearing little ties, started ringing a bell at the beginning of the day and closing mm. of the day. Um, but they, they did simple gambling games, basically doubling your coins. And I can't remember if it was roulette. It was something that was a known gambling game and yeah, highs and lows. Strong emotions. Monkeys just not being able to handle it. Monkeys being super excited. Amazing. Then then the monkeys learned about prostitution on their own. This was not something the humans introduced. They just realized, oh, they just started prostitution. That's cool. So the female monkeys started, essentially, they would not have sex without (laughs) money. Just straight up. No more. It's like, nope. If we're going to have sex, you're giving me marshmallow coins or grape coins. And if grapes are trading higher, you better fucking give me grape coins because I'm not doing it for a marshmallow coin. Nice. Ladies ran game in the monkey capuchin world and fucking made bank. That's pretty much all. That, that's what we've learned about capuchins. They've got their own market. Um, is there a place for them in our modern economy? Right? Can we bring them? We, we've done the trial. They've passed. They understand. Do we start bringing, instead of, like, autonomous robots or something, do we just bring in, because Capuchins are cuter. Sure, absolutely. Should we bring them in and be like, welcome to the party, guys? I mean, and- Andrew Yang's got a
1: lot of strong feelings of, and concerns about uh, Capuchins taking over. So, I think- They're not uh, taking over. They're
0: little. They're little uh, No, no,
1: that's It's a slippery slope, slippery slope. You it know, starts with it's marshmallows all gonna be and grapes. And robots. It's all capuchins and robots. We got we got to pass a, a UBI because of capuchins and robots.
0: You know what I worry about? Mm-hmm. They're gonna they they have these little tokens, um, and they're like okay, one token, one grape, one marshmallow, one token, whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a part of the study which I forgot to mention where they gave them like slices of banana. Just to, at one point, these monkeys had learned about tokens. They also just fed them normal food. Like, the treats were marshmallows and grapes that they traded money for. But obviously they had to eat. They didn't just have money to eat. They had to work for that money. Um, So they gave them little slices of banana, and some of the monkeys would look at it and realized it was, like, disc-shaped, and would take it over to the market and, like, try to hand it in as, like food tokens like nice can you can i trade something for this banana oh this is just food this is just the shitty food you give it okay i guess i'll eat this but here's my tokens but they tried like they anything that was disc like they thought this could be money my worry is if they were so quick to pick up on the value of money and then the value of like also like just learning gambling and then introducing just falling upon prostitution on its own if any of these capuchins figure out how many grapes they can get for an actual dollar. Like, they realize, what the fuck? These scientists made up their own monetary system. They're hiding more value. Like, if they learn about our actual currency mm-hmm. and our actual economy... They're going to break our, all the ATMs. They're going to break it. There you go. And your cabbage and capers hmm. story, one, has much better legs now. Yeah. Already, we, like, we already talked about it, but I don't think so. Um, but I don't know. But... Yeah. This this means that for sure your Capuchin Caper story I think has legs. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: also we may be hurtling toward a future where there are just Capuchin games running around. I uh, stealing. Straight Mm -hmm. up thieving. I like it. I like it. Can you imagine all the Capuchins in a casino, just like the same way a human is just like looking at it it, like just like touching a button. There's just a Capuchin like just hitting buttons, just wide-eyed they would love that shit i think capuchins uh, would never tire of it oh uh, i would never tire of watching them maybe that's what casinos need just capuchins running around mm-hmm. uh, get people entertained people like you can't get mad at them for stealing your chips i'm for it brad there's something i'm not for oh astro alert excuse me astro alert friend
1: oh is, a, is, is there is there a ford astro uh coming through what's happening
0: maybe Brad here are here's how to navigate three tricky transits happening this week um i randomly came across this and i honestly don't remember but this is what i, <laughs> I think thought, what's happening right now i came by this i don't remember what i don't remember how i came across it like okay, why would right. this appear in any feed that i'm looking at was this something that was randomly at the, like, junk at the bottom of a website? And I thought, what the fuck is this? Because this is obviously a spin on astrology. That seems a little new to me. Because normally astrology is like, okay, what sign are you? Okay, we've, we're pretending that gravity from solar bodies, like, light years away, or even closer, but still, a, a, an insane amount away from you, that they're not really affecting you at all. Does affect you. And it how, you, when you were born, like, all that bullshit. So... The tried and true Tractic is, you're a Taurus, you're a Sagittarius, you're an Aquarius. Cool. Here's your very specific, because it kind of plays to ego. Here's what you need to kind of look out for this week, this month, this life. Well, now they've decided to spin it a little bit. So not only do you have to worry about this stuff, but they're also kind of presenting it as like a weather pattern, which is why three uh, tricky transits happening this week. Brad? Did anything happen yesterday that shook things up for you? Be honest. Be honest. No. You sure?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything went f- was fine on the way to work? Yep. Fine at work? Just a normal day?
2: Mm-hmm. Post-work? Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think you're being honest, friend. I mean, really search your heart and your experience and tell me, did something shake you up yesterday?
1: Um, no. No. Huh.
0: So the fact that, uh, Sun Uranus... Uh, conjection, or conjunction, on Monday didn't really do anything for you. No, because that was the first thing we had to worry about this week, and I uh, guess so. You did we, just all, we all had right to worry through. about
1: it. Yeah, everyone.
0: On Monday, the Sun Uranus conjunction could shake things up. It says could, uh. and it's generally just like, look, guys, this thing's happening on Monday, and it doesn't matter what astrology sign you are; it's going to affect all of us. So it's another level of that. Brad, tomorrow, mm-hmm. Pluto goes into retrograde. And pushes us to get a little bit more introspective. Hmm. So be w- on the lookout for that. And on Saturday? Yes. Neptune, the master of illusions, by the way. It's not Loki, it's <laughs> Neptune. Could make Saturday a little bit dodgy when he crashes into a tricky square with feisty Mars and Gemini. What it a- hmm? fogging up our thoughts. I can under I can understand the tactic. You're an Aquarius or whatever. Here's just some random shit again, like made up. But this starts getting into a weird level of made up to me. Like it's all bullshit. But these these astrology weather reportish things, be on the lookout. They're trying to trick us. Okay. And they're not doing. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. I don't really understand them. Don't really understand them at all. I don't understand them at all, and I don't understand this tactic.
1: No, because like the bullshit thing about horoscopes is like, so there's there's you know there's 12 so like Mm -hmm. there's some variability but this is just widespread everyone's going to be dealing with the exact same shit like
0: you still got to worry about your own astrology shit but also it never stops guys just because the gravity affected you in a very unique way when you were born and that determines who you are and like everything it happens all the fucking time okay so like the new body shit of this, the heavens will affect you continually. Your personality and stuff was determined then, but we all got to worry about fucking retrogrades, dog. We all got to worry about weird Neptune shit. Oh, he's going to bust into a square or whatever the hell. Busting up in a square. I I, I would love if someone made fun of astrology by, like, something else is equally nonsensical. Like, I don't know why, but my mind goes to, like, movies. Like, the cadence of movies. Like, careful... Thanos is doing some shit this weekend, and you gotta be on your guard. Now look. Well, Thanos is
1: gonna be doing some shit this weekend, friend. (laughs) Look.
0: Now, and honestly, I I have read about this online, and people are a little worried. and Again, take this as you will. Avengers Endgame, this weekend. Something that's been building up for a long time, coming to an end. People are gonna die, we know this. People are gonna be resurrected, we guess, pretty much. Something else that coincides this weekend is... I would say the penultimate, I would say phase of Game of Thrones, something Brad does not care about. Mm-hmm. But I will give the creators of the show this. Um, in this last episode,
1: wait, did you say you know the penultimate? What, like it's almost over.
0: Um, there's only six episodes left. We're on the third episode, and when I say penultimate, I said like the penultimate like arc. Something huge is going to oh, happen okay. on this weekend.
1: It's like and, penultimate.
0: <laughs> well. The penultimate episode is five, because that's the one before the last one, correct? Right. Yeah. So, but nothing's going to happen in the next few ones. Th- there'll be this one, and there'll be two episodes of, like, Aftermath, and then the last episode will be the at- actual, like, end-to-end. But this next thing is essentially... Th- it's a huge thing that happens. Now, okay. Brad doesn't care, and I, I could tell ahead and spoil it. Yeah, um, that. <laughs> Essentially, these creatures... That they've been waiting for for the entire show, show up, and they're gonna fuck everything up. Essentially, well, it's the
1: Winters. The Winters are coming finally. Look, oh, the Winters got there. And oh no, the Winters. <laughs> there's Jonathan Winters. There's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, think anyone else named Winters. Sorry.
0: Yeah, there, there's the big event. The the Winters coming, but it might as well. Like it's a, it, it's it's a. It's a metaphor for our actual like global warming crisis, and it's kind of neat in that respect. But what they did in the last episode was they purposefully didn't do anything crazy. It was basically just a, and I, as saccharine as it was. It was everyone hanging out, all these characters that have finally come together in this one place to die um get to hang out and you just see them all interacting and like basically spending their last times together because next episode they're essentially all going to die like i bet one person maybe two people survive and if in game happens and a lot of people who are super invested in that all, all like there's a lot of emotion coming from that and then they go into game of thrones and a lot of emotion coming from there i'm gonna say that's gonna have more impact on society at large than pluto doing its shit or neptune doing its shit i'm just gonna throw out a wild guess there maybe neither of them will i don't know twitter will explode but we'll see um brad in finland Hmm? there's been a subculture for teenage girls that has flown underneath the radar for a long time but now has hit national how did you find out about a creep um, well, uh, the New York Times has a report, like a deep sure, dive.
1: Sure, sure they do. Mm.
0: Well, when I tell you about it, you may understand, because I have a daughter. Um, and I, I I don't think Joey would ever get into this, but and right now, it, it does seem yeah, to it be just, mostly young girls. Yeah, I was just doing research girls. to see,
1: because I, I want to know if my daughter happened to get into this, into what these what these uh, Finnish teenagers are doing. all right,
2: all right, all right, all right,
1: all right,
0: sure. Finland considers this an international export. This was something that happens in Finland that's not really caught on anywhere else yet, but they think it's big business.
1: They're dyeing their hair gray. Alex, we did this one too.
0: <laughs> um, big competitions at like arenas. Um, <laughs> the new
1: thing they're doing is big competitions in arenas. Well,
0: I want you to know the scope of it before I tell you what it is. Okay, all
1: right.
0: Um, yeah, a lot of kids get got made fun of in school for it. Uh, there's an actual story where one, I guess, a champion of this, uh, we'll call it a sport in Finland, was made fun of by other kids in school. They saw her doing it after school, like, practicing, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? That's stupid. And now she's a champion, renowned across Finland and any other countries that this starts to kind of penetrate into, um... Brad, I am of course talking about the intense sport of hobby horse enthusiasts. Excuse me. Um. I, hobby hobby horse enthusiasts. Are... Mm. So for a long time in Finland, uh, on the sly, a lot of girls would get a hobby horse. Now that is a stick like a broom, and on the end of it is the head of a horse, <laughs> not to scale. Not to scale. Maybe a half scale. Maybe a third scale. And what? And it's a big thing. So what? They're, they're not only are there people who just love the art of hobby horsing, like people just pour themselves into making special hobby horses for other people, but there is dressage competitions, Brad, where the aim of the game is to, with your hobby horse, put on a floor routine. Um, you try to keep your upper body as stiff as possible as you prance around doing dressage. Of course, there's also like riding competitions with your hobby horse where you have to go through an obstacle course. Again, upper body, firm as stone, lower body, the grace and elegance of a a powerful horse.
1: What (laughs) the fuck are we talking about? I'm talking about Finland. Fucking hobby horse competition. There's pictures
0: of kids in the middle of winter training. These kids should be being made fun of. Bully these children. They need it. This one kid's in her backyard, it's snowing. She's so dedicated, she's bundled up, she's on her hobby horse, she's jumping over obstacles, working on dressage routines. There's there's some kids that are super into the, like I said, the crafting of said horse, because your horse is special, Brad. You might have a few. Working on your cav work. Um, huge competitions, friend, huge competitions. Is there money? I hope. How huge are these huge competitions? Um, pretty big. Now, here's
1: the... Mm, I'm going to they, just though?
0: send... I'm going to send you the link of the photographs here. Oh, boy. Which is hard to really convey in a podcast, I realize. But I'm hoping that Brad and I can explain to you the phenomenon through our words. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> this uh, is
0: real, friend. This is not like... And this by,
1: is- I just want to say, by huge, what I'm seeing
0: is
1: um, about eight kids.
0: Keep scrolling.
1: All right. Oh, oh, no. No. Okay, so this one has more. This one has, okay. maybe about 20 people involved. I mean, they're very, very much in the corner of a... shoved very much into one corner of a, arena of sorts. I don't like all the weird, like, video that plays automatically as I scroll through this and have to see these kids. They're fucking hobby horses.
0: That's the thing that's the most unsettling. One, having these, like, certain type of video files play, because they are video files, but they're also, like, highly optimized, but really nice. I mean, quality's good, and they're huge. But yeah, as you scroll, it is disarming to suddenly see a child with a hobby horse being looked at as a sport. Yeah. Most of these and luckily are jumping. young
1: children. Some of them are not as young as you would expect to be playing with a hobby horse.
0: Who are these adults judging this? Because in some parts of the article they talk the about like question. they talk about veterans of hobby horse and I'm thinking this is what? This has been around for what? 3 years. They say underground, but let's be honest, like this is something that's mainstream. Maybe it's been it's been celebrated maybe in the last five years at the most ish. A but dozen girls recently. waited
1: in line in a Helsinki er- arena for the dressage competition. A dozen. A dozen. Okay. The judge put them through their paces walk, trot, canter, and then asked them for a three step rein back. That classic test of a dressage's horse training in obedience. The judges looked on gravely, occasionally taking notes. Um, hey, judges. <laughs> I'm looking on gravely and being judgmental, and I'm taking notes. What the fuck's wrong with you?
0: All right, little, tiny kid with a hobby horse. Do these things a norm- like a horse would do. Hmm. Marking notes, marking notes. Cav work needs work. The hobby horse is a little shabby. Uh. I mean, this is kooks. Two friends, a training for summertime competitions. They choreographed a two-part dressage routine to a song by the rapper Nelly. They were asked which type of girls are drawn to hobby horses. One kid thinks they know the answer. Some girls are, uh, some are sports girls, she said. Some are really lonely girls. And some can be the coolest girls at school.
1: Well, um... (laughs) Well... (laughs) I can can eliminate
0: two of those. (laughs) It's impossible to say exactly when the Finnish hobby horse craze began, because it spread for years under the radar before adults became aware of it. How? How are these kids buying and making hobby horses without adults knowing? Did it not seem weird when your like thirteen-year-old started making a hobby horse? I mean, everyone has their thing and that's fine. Yeah. But a hobby horse is a very particular. Like you, you ask, right? Like, oh, why are you making a hobby horse? That's I, cool. Like. I I
1: mean. But like yeah, why?
0: Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it at all.
1: Hobby horsing.
0: Hobby horsing for competitions.
1: It's a it's a thing. It's a thing
0: brad downplays he says 12 there's yeah. a picture further down where there is a child a child jumping over a thing and there are way more than 12 kids in a competition for this
1: well the but article granted, says 12 I see deep into um, the cat i'm I, like, seeing it could just
0: be everyone around a gate i'm seeing
1: one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven i think some of these are spectators um i see 11 hobby horses in the photo
0: the most troubling one to me is there's a picture of a tiny... Like, she's a seven-year-old, like a girl. Um, her mother's, like, helping her prepare for her dressage competition. But in the background, there is just, like, wooden, what look like stables erected. And I'm like, I hope you're just selling hobby horses and these things, and the kids aren't supposed to, like in the stable like how 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 realistic are we like what is this yeah what the fuck is this brand? i mean this, this is, is very is much makes me think of the dog show like this is a lot like the dog show set up i thought it was a hoax when i was reading this i thought is this some sort of like weird joke in a way like when well yes this but, posted? but it's also real <laughs> but it's real it is real
1: well that's that's the thing that's happening So, uh, Alex, yesterday, uh, they had a grip of town halls on CNN.
0: Truth. Did you, did you catch any of this? I did not, but I, have catched, I have caught a lot of the, like a lot of the reporting of the aftermath of it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I wasn't able to catch uh, any of it live. Um, but I, yeah, I caught, caught,
1: caught a fair amount of it after the fact. Um, like what the fuck are we even talking about? What are we talking about? What like, do you mean? I'm I'm talking like it's Bernie Sanders, uh-huh. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, are a fucking guillotine. There are no <laughs> other goddamn
0: options. Well, that's I thought that was part of the joke on the they, they brought everyone in. It's like hey, welcome to the town hall, and it was Bernie, Elizabeth, and then a guillotine. Everyone yeah. kind of laughed. I mean, now, it, other people kind of like I think like walked up to the stage and decided to to like oh are we having a town hall? And they kind of like saddled up next to the guillotine. But they were I mean. Close for too close for comfort. I I was getting scared. I
1: just like I I wish I had a crystal ball to see into the future because I don't know what the fuck the game is anymore. Like it's like so there was a a poll that came out I think in the in the past few days, um, where of course Bernie Sanders is at the top. Yeah, I think he's around, he was around thirty, and then next below him was Joe Biden at twenty something. Interesting. Um, and then uh, fucking Buttigieg um, was coming in third at around like 18. I'm, I'm guessing these numbers. Really? I don't have them in front of me. But a um, couple of things. First of all, um, I think, and I think like um, so it's some paper, um, like their headline was, uh, 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 Buttigieg um, um, edges into a tie. Uh, and it's like, uh, you mean a? You mean third place? You mean he's almost caught up to second place, which is not first place. <laughs> also, the guy he caught up to is not running yet. So, yeah, also, also he doesn't know how to pronounce his own name. So, um, can we just qualify him on that alone? Because he doesn't know how his own name's pronounced, and that's a problem. I
0: mean, that's pretty weird.
1: Like, maybe everyone else just refuses to pronounce his name correctly, but. Was it was it Wolf Blitzer or Anderson Cooper that, like, um, they, like, called, was like, um, so there's been a lot of people that are confused about how to pronounce your name, and you and your husband pronounce it differently, um, because he wrote in a phonetical spelling that his name should be pronounced, uh, well, the husband wrote that his name should be pronounced, um, Buttigieg, and then Pete Buttigieg wrote a pronunciation that said his name should be pronounced Boot-edge-edge, <laughs> and no one's calling him Boot-edge-edge. I've never heard anyone say boot edge edge. So, uh, I- question why the fuck don't you know how to pronounce your own goddamn name?
2: <laughs> that is a
1: very valid question. Can you run for president and not be able to pronounce your own name?
0: No. You shouldn't be able to, I Hello, guess. I'm
1: Donald. I'm Donald J. Trump.
0: Sir, your microphone's cutting out. I'm getting a lot of feedback Welcome on to the Trove
1: Hotel. The reverb
0: is killing. I, I just...
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: you definitely can't have a hotel chain with your name and not know how to pronounce it.
1: This is the True <laughs> Hotel. Do you have a stroke? What? How do you not pronounce... Like, how do you not know how to write a phonetical pronunciation of your own name?
0: Your name is your brand. In mini. I mean, come on. Oh, President Boot
1: Edge Edge.
0: Boot edge edge.
1: That's not how you say it. Boot You can't give a pronunciation key that's less helpful than the actual pronunciation.
0: So what? What is Ram official stance on how to pronounce his name? Because I'm edge. gonna need that. right now. Boot edge. I can't say it. It's a tongue twister. I'm just gonna call him boot edge edge.
1: Just call him boot edge edge. That's what he wants. Boot edge um, edge. Which is fine because guess what? um in a few months' time, we'll never have to hear about Boot Edge Edge again because this motherfucker's going down.
0: Um, Isn't he, it is weird the parade of people they are bringing out. Well, because in any hope to try to bring to not have Bernie Sanders they're be the guy so
1: hard, like and fucking Boot Edge was built in a lab. Like he is not a huh. human being. Like I mean, he's a piece of shit. First of all, uh, like in his book, he wrote about um, how he was he was uh, walking through. A, um, harvard campus and there was a bunch of social justice warriors protesting to get um adequate pay for uh uh, the campus workers and he was like oh god these sjw's are the worst right i'm gonna go to a political meeting you wrote that in your book you wrote that in your book you're proud of that oh but he's you know he knows so many languages he's so smart he knows all the languages he taught himself just so he could read a book so what well, you know, but there was a time and there was some people in a hospital and they couldn't speak the language and, and Mayor Pete came in and, and they were like, oh, geez, thanks, Mayor Pete. How long have you been working here? He's like, huh, I don't work here. I'm the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da.
0: Is that straight even real? I mean, maybe it is, but like... Like, how would that even happen? I, like, that would be astronomical. I haven't heard from these people,
1: so, but it could be real. Don't know. I know it doesn't matter because uh, what are your policies? They asked him... Um, they, they straight up asked in the town hall it's like uh, you you don't have a really any poly positions listed on your website his response is well I think everyone that knows me knows my positions uh, for me it's about values and not about positions I don't I don't like to take um, strong definite uh, uh, positions on policies because my values are what guide me and so I think you know that's what I what <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sir, I'm, I'm sorry. I couldn't quite hear you. Could you move a little bit closer to the guillotine you're standing next to? Uh, uh, Miss oh, Warren, please skip over a little bit. Bernie, please, just over there like, to the edge. Give him some space near the guillotine, please.
1: It's all about my values. Uh, my poli- it's not really uh-huh. about policies for yeah. me. For me, it's about uh, vague amorphous values. Hey, did you notice on the cover of my book, I'm wearing a blue collar shirt and rolling up the sleeves and standing on Main Street? Hey, motherfucker, like get rid of that get rid of that fucking barack obama shit you can't just like fucking pretend to be for everything while being for nothing that's bullshit fuck off we already got beto doing that shit like and he does it standing on a table so who the fuck are you like how can you how can you not have
0: like basic policy stances that you can go to
1: he doesn't want to because that's the point because Dude. in that fucking meeting where they like there was a um an article in the times like earlier this week late last week where they were talking about how the 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 dnc like they're trying to figure out how to <laughs> defeat bernie sanders oh and, yeah yeah and he was in the meeting he was he was at the dinners like buddha like like Pete Buttigieg. like they're trying because they tried kamala and and that didn't work out. Uh, then they tried Beto, and that definitely did not work out. Then they kind of hoped on Biden for a while, but he's a creep. So n- then they then they fucking pulled like Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who has no policies and has done a lot of shitty things, and probably fired the black um, was it the police chief, um, because there was a lot of racist cops, and he didn't want to deal with it.
0: I didn't realize that was the reason, but I he did I I read something about him firing that guy yeah. on shady was, yeah. grounds. But I didn't read the full article because oh, yeah, because yeah, like, there was like guy? tons of racism. Asking?
1: And they thought it would be easier just to like get rid of the black guy.
0: Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Definitely not really I would say, um, he's more no. not policies, it's- more values. And that seems like a non valued like, I, d- the, I don't think you can say that, sir if you do something like that.
1: It's, like, the fucking DNC. Like, of course there's crazy, like, right-wing racists that love to throw around identity politics because they're racist and sexist. But, like there you cannot pretend that the d like the awful corrupt machine that is the dnc doesn't love tokens just as much as the fucking republicans do like they will trot out like a mediocre gay man and see if see how much they can make off of that and doesn't have to have a single fucking policy that's worth anything like oh but he's gay he's gay it'll be great see we're tired of old white men so here's nothing. Here's a here's a fucking piece of cardboard. But he's gay. Like it's the same shit Hillary Hillary tried to pull. It's the same. It's the same. They keep doing it. They fucking keep doing it. And you can't do that shit anymore. Like have real policies. You notice the DNC never supports any women or people of color um, when they're actually to the left. It never happens. Never happens. They they'll throw Ilhan Omar under the bus. They'll throw um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez under the bus. Jaya Paul, all of them. Ro under the bus any fucking day of the week. And I don't.
0: I mean, when you start thinking about why they do those things and why they don't want someone like Bernie to run, you Cause, really yeah, because they're populist. Uh, that yeah, because they're they're, they're genuinely yeah. That's that's what the Democratic Party has come to. Yeah, corporations have bought them, and they're just doing what they can to struggle and like they're not what we want them to be anymore and that should scare them because we don't want them to do yeah but realizing that more cut and dry because of the climate that we are in now politically it's harder to mask that plus we have technology if someone says something or does something we know about it instantly on all social media and you can't Like,
1: Buttigieg and um, uh, Ben O'Rourke are pulling this same fucking Barack Obama game where you just keep tight-lipped and don't talk about any of your actual policies, um, and then just hope you can skate by until no one figures out what the fuck's going on. Like, you can't do it anymore.
0: A lot of people, I would even say, like, even last election, the power, I guess, of our social media was still kind of, like, gearing up, because you, you do make a good point, um when Barack was running in both times policy I don't remember people talking a lot about like a lot of policies like I didn't really understand Barack Obama's foreign policy at all or yeah. we even I couldn't even tell you what it was then
1: no. it was I'm um, slightly better than George W
0: Bush and that was enough and it turned out for most not so people much. but most people don't even understand what foreign policy is like yeah. That is super important because a president really has a lot of say in that, and yeah. his cabinet has a lot to do with how they. We're seeing a lot with Trump now. Now we always kind of, kind of knew that, but I need to know a candidates' foreign policy immediately. Like I, yeah. that's to me as important as domestic. And I will say this: um, reading some critique of the town halls that CNN did. A lot of people did not mention foreign policy at all. Bernie did, mm-hmm. but he also did it without being questioned because a lot of the students had questions. And a lot of them were more, I mean, oh. we are in a time where we are becoming more uh, like insulated as a world where a lot of countries are stop, stopping to look past their borders and more like inward, that's troubling in a lot of ways. Um, and it was reflected in our own, and like even this town hall, like because no kid really asked any questions I think someone mentioned something about Israel. Of course, and they were they like, did. "Of course, you got to do Israel because that's what's going on." But none of the hard I keep, keep on.
1: By the way, these aren't kids; these are fucking Harvard kids. By the way, so that was something else. A lot so of fucking Harvard piece kids. of shit monsters. So I. Guillotined, but guillotines for those kids. They did give
0: they did give Bernie credit. He mentioned Yemen and what's going on there, like without yeah. being prompted. Like he worked it into something. He's like, "Look, guys, also foreign policy. Let me tell you about what's happening here. It's weird. No one's talking about this stuff I mean, here." Yeah. But okay, like, but something else that was really awesome. Um, one, Bernie killed it. <laughs> of course. Um, everything I've read from him, I was like, "Wow!" And also, um, we talked I think last week, and it's well known now about his uh, the thing he did on Fox News. Mm-hmm. Which was fucking all. Au- I yeah, heard more right. audio from that. And I heard his closing remarks, mm-hmm. which were great. And he yeah. got applause. People cheered for him. Yeah. And, of course, that's why Fox News is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then even days later, we're like, well, uh, like trying to address that. Because, yeah, when you start saying Medicare yeah. for all, uh, something that's I, I, something we need and other things that sound like, ooh, scary socialist stuff, which it isn't. And people are excited about that. That terrifies not only the Republicans, but also these stupid... Especially I, like, the Democrats. Especially yeah, the Democrats. Democrats. The Democrats have been paid to lose for so long,
1: and all of their money is based on being paid to lose. And all those motherfuckers would love to have 20 more centuries of Donald Trump than to fucking give up any
0: power. So one of the, the Harvard students did come to Bernie and, and hard... She was this said, the one from the, the the centrist club? Did you see this? I did not know. The I, woman I did not know what you affiliated with. The Harvard, Harvard centrist
1: club. So I, you know, I think it was the, the, the centrist society. Like, they're straight up like, hey, we're monsters.
0: <laughs> I do love, I did see a meme on the internet where someone said, um, like, it, they did it very cut and dry, and obviously we're talking about how it isn't, but... For the sake of the hilarity, it was like Republicans, uh, we want to detain people at borders, uh, take away women's rights, um, make sure that the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. And then it said Democrats, you know, for the most part, uh, pretending or trying to uh, go for equality, definitely want everyone to have equal rights, um, trying socialist things like universal health care and even uh, student loan forgiveness, like modernized stuff and then it said centrist i can't tell these two people apart <laughs> yeah which it does i mean you put it like that you are like who the fuck are centrists at this point like oh. you're just people who are dumb and Monsters. like want to revel in dumbness and also maybe want to play like ooh, like i could be swayed either way M- motherfucker do your due diligence and take a stand you need policy everyone needs policy yeah. <laughs> whether you're running to be president or whether you are a human being, you need well, to understand what policy you believe in and take a stance.
1: Or you could just do a Kamala Harris and be like, oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, me too. I'll, yeah, I'll take that too, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I believe in, in Medicare for all. Next day, yeah, when I said Medicare for all, I didn't, I, I didn't, I mean, I think there's a lot of options. I think there's ways we can have private insurance and have it for everybody. No, there's not. No, no, there's not. That's not what that is. We destroy private uh, health insurance and we replace it with Medicare for all. There's no way to have both of those things. Um, but uh, what about uh, um, um, getting rid of college debt? Oh, I think we should definitely do some things about college debt. Yeah, but what, Kamala? But what? Mm-hmm, yeah, we should definitely do some things. What the fuck do you, f- what's your fucking deal? You can't just say tote bags. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's inside the tote bag? Nothing the The emptiness of the the thing it's empty it's empty usefulness of the tote bag
1: meanwhile like elizabeth warren like every day releases like a 20 page like (laughs) like detailed policy plan on dealing with every single issue in the world i like she's amazing and she's great on economic issues i'm definitely concerned about other things but she's great on economic issues
0: and I, I I like that kind of go get him attitude. Yeah. Hey guys, not only am I going to throw policy out, but here's like just straight up my solutions for things. Now. Super early in the game. Before anyone else is really like really thinking But now Bernie's been saying a lot of this stuff for years. Yeah. And so is she. I mean, but Well, since nineteen ninety six, because she
1: was a Republican until nineteen ninety six. Oh. Never forget. Well,
0: well she forget. has I mean but she's changed at this point. I mean let's not On most you things. can't look at her policies now things. and be like, okay. Um you got to peep to some of that because I didn't, I wasn't aware. I, I honestly don't know that much beyond. She's
1: great on economics. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't trust her on like war and like international stuff and Israel. She's been real tight lipped. Uh. Uh, so I, I mean, she's still
0: the only other option besides Bernie Sanders and guillotines, but. Um, but to get back to this woman who may or may not have been a centrist, at at a club in Harvard, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a self-proclaimed, I'm in the middle and I'm blindfolding myself because I am an idiot and just choosing not to. She she came up and said, look, Bernie, I'm looking at you and your bros. My family escaped uh, socialist Russia in the late 70s, early 80s. I think it was either 79 or like 82. I don't remember what she said. Totalitarian
1: communist Russia, but
0: okay. And you're telling me you have a very strong socialist platform. Like, what do you, you tell me how this is going to help solve anything when country after country that's been socialist has been, fa- has, has fallen. Oh, she was stronger than that. Up. She
1: said, um, when every other socialist society has collapsed, except First all of Northern Europe.
0: <laughs> all of Northern Europe. I mean, you could also make cases for China, which also has a lot of heavy socialist-ish. yeah, issue. But I mean, different, because China is very different. They're doing that whole monitor the population. How is it that every country that we've
1: interfered with that had socialist policies has collapsed after us interfering with it?
0: Now, I loved Bernie's response to this because he says, okay, (laughs) I understand. Just that look first
1: of all. Just the look.
0: (laughs) Because he gave her a real side eye like, what? (laughs) Well, but he immediately defined terms. He's like, look, maybe you can. And I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because I don't have it in front of me. Mm -hmm. But he was basically like, look, kid. I, there, there are different ways you can incorporate socialism into your government. Russia, as Brad said, totalitarian, um, he called it something else. It was like authorita- authoritarian, authoritarian, commun- uh, not communist, authoritarian socialism, which is what they had, failed for lots of reasons. Yeah. Mainly the word authoritarian. But what he, he says, look, what I believe in, and let me tell you my belief, my, my stances on things, um, and how socialism can be worked into a democracy, because that's what I believe in, democratic socialism, which, how can you argue with? Yeah. Europe's doing fine with that. Yeah. Europe's got... There's a lot of things wrong I, happening in Europe right now, or like troubling happening right now, but it's not because of the socialism aspects that they've incorporated in society. We also country, have some socialist things in yeah. our government now, you idiots. Yeah, we
1: live in... A, every country is a mixed economy, like there's you need to have a mixed like, economy it's all a mixed well I, like, i don't know i like listen i am not i am not anti-communist like in the long run um so i would be okay with it i wouldn't mind giving it a shot um what i'm not for is what
0: we got now though because this is a fucking bullshit it's too uneven yeah obviously it's ridiculously uneven but it's not i mean the purpose of a government in many respects, one of those purposes is to help the people that you that are being governed. And especially in a democracy, like we have a say, like, okay, these are the people who want to represent us. This is what we want. Let's talk about it. I know we live in a, uh, what is it, a democratic, democratic republic. Fair. I, go with me here. But we realize that we have a problem and a good way to fix that problem is through like something like Medicare for all. Yeah. Or like, let's just give everyone health insurance. We're, we're at a point right now. Why not? Let's just do that. Now, yeah. I know there's a lot of industry shake up for it and that can happen for it, but let's just do it because that's what's best for everyone. Yeah. And that's what we should do. Not best for like a few, best for all the people that are in this country and need stuff. Yeah. Like it's going to get we're Like you can't ride that. Like it's past that point. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, if you want to say the internet and communications isn't to the point where we need to make that like a state run or like a socialist thing, fair enough. I'm still for net neutrality, and I know that has to— I mean, we need those kinds of things. Why not just let this— Yeah, let's just make that a universal right. Everyone gets that, too, and no, like, fast lanes and bullshit. But the important thing to me now, healthcare for everyone, Mm -hmm. and I like the student loan stuff they're talking about. Yeah, Elizabeth
1: Warren— because this is this just really she just released this plan yesterday where she wants to every, everyone making and I don't know about some of the conditions on it but I I am finding for it's a start um, everyone making a um, hundred thousand dollars or less would have um, uh, like fifty thousand dollars like obliterated of their student loan debt which like I, that would like I can't believe like we actually have a candidate that's actually pushing that now because jill stein was like talking about like eliminating college debt last time around and everyone was like this is the craziest thing i've ever heard it's absolutely fucking insane but now we're actually talking about it and we should because there's way too much college debt it's insane there's no need for it like the amount that it would cost to get rid of college debt is less than the trump tax cuts that he gave to the rich like just like think about how much like the trump tax cuts affected the country Like, in your day-to-day life, like, it 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 certainly affected a lot of things for the country. But did it really affect your life that much? Not so much, really. The country's still moving along just fine. Instead of doing that, we could have just gotten rid of college debt.
0: Which, from an economic perspective, would have been a much better move. Absolutely. Now, some people are like, no, because rich people need money so they can, uh, like trickle it down and the word trickle is used on purpose it's it's almost insulting trickle down fuck you (laughs) turn the fucking faucet on you dummy.
1: i'm just gonna get real basic about economics for a second for anyone that's not really gone deep in the weeds on economics but like to have like good economics in this country there needs to be movement like money needs to be able to move around and that's why you, when you do social programs that give money to the poor or anything like that, it works well. Like, food stamps is a great program because you give the money to people that need it. The, they spend the money immediately because they need it. They need to spend it. They need to buy food. They need to do things. Like, if you give rich people money, rich people save their money. Like, it goes into a savings account. It goes into, like, some, like, slow investment that's barely moving around. You give people that don't have money, money, they spend it because they have to spend it because they don't have that much money. We all have to spend our money because we don't have that much fucking money. So we spend it, it moves around through the market, it goes everywhere. That's like actually doing something. I, I worked it out last night. If I started paying my student loans at 10% of my income um, right now, and I continued to do that, um, but I also had a child right now, I would have my student loans paid off with just maybe a year or so before that kid has to start taking out student loans. It would take me, yeah, it would take me like 17 years to pay off my student loans at 10% of my income currently. That's like a house mortgage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I could buy a house two years sooner than I'm planning to buy a house if I didn't have student loans to worry about. Like, it would be a huge
0: change. And one of the big reasons why, I would say, uh, debt forgiveness or even like let's take care of national like student loan debt is a bigger deal is because of i would say millennials now like back then people were like oh this is we can't do this blah, blah blah but kids are i say kid our generation is like no motherfuckers look at what this is doing like you can't just like turn your nose up or like scoff at the economic impact because a lot of kids are just i say kid i people with these loans Student loan debt that's crippling is really affecting their economic like output because it's going all to student loans. Yeah. Which some would say that's in a way putting into the market because you give it to those people and those people will use it or like something, but it really cuts back on the, I guess, on the things that they would normally have spent it on, which is different. Now, I would say also next year I'll be
1: paying $600 a month in student loans.
0: And that's crazy. Yeah. Like, why would we have to do that? Now, some would people would say, "Bootstraps." Maybe you should have done something different when you were in college or got a different job. But no, no. because that's not how college worked yeah. when we went to college. It doesn't work that way now. Some yeah. would argue whether college is needed. I, I think I, there's a lot you know, of experience I, you get from college, but it's yeah. way overpriced. It's absolutely overpriced. <laughs> like, I do not regret any of my college. Which I had quite a oh, bit no, of college. It was super.
1: It did was a super lot of fun. college, but yeah. Like, I learned, learned a lot times. of shit. Like, it yeah. was well worth it. Like colleges should be free and these people are like oh well then everybody's just going to be uh, i guess people are just going to go to college for fun. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Like humans should be enriching themselves. That's a good thing. That's a positive. What are you talking about? That's great. If someone has the time that they can go back to college if they want to, wonderful. What's what's bad about that? <laughs> they should be I working. Really- Shouldn't they?
0: I mean, most of the jobs are going to be replaced by robots or capuchins anyway in the next decade. And that's,
1: that's where Andrew Yang comes in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> capuchins will work, probably. I mean, you could trade marshmallows and peanuts. Easy. I mean, they're going to be a cheap labor force we can exploit. We shouldn't, because they're going to come for us with the robots. But all that to say, what are these other people are going to do? Of course you're going to go back to college. I mean, great, great. Yeah, let them do it. It's fine. Yeah, they're gonna buy I, I books. Would... They're gonna. How many ideas are gonna come out of this? Like, what's good? It's gonna change the yeah society and uh, for better. I mean, here's the thing: people are still gonna need to
1: like pay their rent and like, I like, I so most people are gonna be working. But yeah, if a lot of people go back to college. Great. I, that's a good. That's a good thing for society. Good things come of that. Like, I. I mean, yeah.
0: I don't understand a lot of the argument against, I mean, most people would never even get to that point if they were talking about what if we get let kids go to college for a substantially lower rate or for free. Because I guess there's no thought of that. Like, I really don't know the argument for why you wouldn't other than no one wants to pay for it. How would you pay for it? Of course, we know there are answers to that. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren has a very
1: deep, an insanely (laughs) detailed plan.
0: An impressively detailed, but you're right, to an insane level plan. No, it's, I mean, it's
1: the level it should be. It's a great plan. Like, is it like, is it like a
0: two percent? Yeah, it's a two percent. Uh, it's a two percent wealth
1: tax on top of uh, everything after 56 million. After 56 million? Yeah, after 56 million. So your first 56 million, you're good and clear. Just pay your regular taxes. After that, we're gonna add an extra two percent on to pay for everything we need, like uh, pre like um free. Pre-K, um, and childcare
0: and <laughs> college, which are all things that would be great. Yeah, because a lot of other things. I mean, like kids are expensive. Yeah. Um, if you have more than one, I, uh, it's crazy. Like that. What are your childcare expenses? Like, how bad is that?
1: What is that like? If you don't mind going um, that. Um.
0: So, for Joey, he strides two families because he is a. I mean, he comes from a, a divorced family, but I mean. We're all very friendly and nice to each other. So we kind of all share his expenses, which is good because it diminishes it by half, essentially. Sure. Um, Vera, for us, every week, every week is $200 a week for childcare. Now we have certain things like programs where we can put money aside untaxed for like childcare stuff, and it helps. And we are more than able to cover her expenses. Sure. So let's... But I think about the families that don't have yeah, yeah. The jobs and the economic, and anything could happen. Something could happen, and maybe one of us loses our jobs. We'd still be fine sure. taking care of her and Joey. Um, but there's so like there's so many like
1: people that like it's like that like well I, I guess I have to be a stay at home parent just because I'm not making enough job at like I'm not making enough money at my like minimum wage job to uh, um, justify childcare. So some people don't even get the fucking option.
0: And some people would be like, well, that's a great option to have just going home and being a stay-at-home mom or dad because it's the best thing for your kid. See. And you're, hey, look, if you want to, yeah, like you said, it should be a choice. It, yeah. sh- it would be an awesome choice. And some people might be dummies and say, well, you made that choice and you had a kid. Well, times have changed. We're not in that stupid society where that's like the nuclear family exists. And we shouldn't because that was a gross and shitty thing anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you want to stay on with your kids, sure, it'd be great if you could do that. Yeah, but it should be a choice. Yeah. We are at a point where we could make the choice and that's fine. Also, um we live in a society that everyone in a household that can work pretty much has to work unless mm-hmm. you're rich, or you are fucked on some level. Maybe yeah. not now, but in the future when you go to maybe retire, which will not be a thing for mm-hmm. the millennials at all. That's impossible unless yeah. unless we're able to like really change society maybe we do get some of these like student loan forgiveness stuff and medicare for all here's the number one expense in your old life that no one ever thinks about is your medical expenses which when you're older and you start dying you get a lot of those and if you have taken time off from making as much money as you possibly can to save for that time Mm -hmm. to take care of your more than two children maybe more than one child you were fucked yeah there's no way around it like the system right now is made to fuck you over unless you're super healthy which is impossible because the odds are against you like a hundred thousand fold yeah Yeah. like there's nothing you can do about it so even if you have the option or like if you go or even are forced or you're like oh you know whatever right now it is not a good option you are fucked no matter what yeah absolutely absolutely that's the, that's the other side of that coin that no one wants to talk about. Because it's, it's weird. It's like, oh, it's mortality. I don't want to think about when I die or whatever. Motherfucker, think about it. But Alex, Amy Klobuchar has got a plan. Oh. Um, she
1: thinks that just like a millionaire can refinance their yacht, students should be able to refinance their student loans. So they maybe could get a slightly lower interest rate.
0: What do you mean a millionaire refinance their... Yacht? Yeah, m- first of all, millionaires aren't refinancing their yachts. They're millionaires. <laughs> They're gonna sell it or just buy another yacht and keep the other one at port. Or, like Betsy DeVos, buy a 10th yacht. Because that bitch has 10 yachts. What do you need one yacht for? Like, if you're really into water, if you're really into water sports, I don't know, maybe get it. I'm really into the water, guys. I love my yacht. And if you want a lake yacht and an ocean yacht, sure, I guess. If there are five lakes, you have five houses on. At least you have bodies of water that you need your yacht. On. I get it, you're a yacht person, but yes, most yes. human beings who are super rich, you don't
1: even need one yacht. Refinance what? your student loans to a to a slightly lower interest rate, Amy Klobuchar. That does not fix the problem. No, <laughs> that's not that? helping the problem. Also, I are I like I already I yeah I consolidated my financial aid like a long time ago. Like I did that. It's still high. It's still way too much money.
0: We'll just refinance it again. I, I can't. Yeah, you can just do it. Rich people do it all the time. And by refinance I mean buy just pay it off and buy a new one. Hmm. Wait, that doesn't really make any sense. Mm-mm. Huh. No. Wait a minute. No. no. That doesn't that's not really uh, that's not really apples to apples on that. Huh. No. No. More like apples to y'all. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> totally different. Fuck idea
1: it's so stupid like like let's just take care of this fucking problem and then fix it going forward like co- like like people don't these old fuckers that are in office do not understand that when they went to college and had to pay for it themselves with a part-time job it's cuz college costs 30 cents like you could do that you can't you can't just pay off $96,000 <laughs> with a fucking flipping fries that's not a thing. No.
0: I mean most people, what's the median average income? It's like 50 something now, 56, 55, 50. I don't remember what it is.
1: Um, half the country is making less than $40,000 a year.
0: I thought they updated it and it was that, yeah, they did. Like it was closer to 50. Uh, I don't think so. Cuz I remember when I the last time I checked before that, the last time I had hard numbers in front of me, it was like 40 something. I think it was like 45 or 46 or or whatever number you said. But that was like years ago. We had just started Ramjack. I learned something about captions and told you about it, which may have been eerily similar, if not identical, to what we just talked about on the episode. Who knows? Time is a weird, fluid thing. I will say when I heard someone say, oh no, it's 50-something now, I did not check that. I did not follow up on it but i thought that that was too high. I mean the media well it's the median income though that's
1: the median income is 61,000 but that's not that's not that doesn't tell you a lot because the people at the top are making a shit ton of money um,
0: i need to know the average friend yeah.
1: okay so individual income percentiles 2017 2018 50 yeah um, 50% of the country makes 39,000 um less.
0: What does seventy-five percent of the country make?
1: That we're around uh, sixty-nine thousand. Okay. I mean that's sorry. That's the well. That's, that's the a pretty big 20, jump. Top twenty-five percent. Uh, top ten percent 60- um, is one hundred fourteen thousand. Are you serious? <laughs> um, top five percent um, is one hundred fifty-three thousand. Um, if you want to go up to the one percent, we're talking about over three hundred thousand.
0: Wow. And that's for individuals. Was it Mitt Romney who said that anyone who makes less was it two hundred or three hundred thousand, like that was like middle class or something? Something, something insane. Literally, look at the math. That was an insane statement to make. Yeah. Granted, yeah. in the scope of any and everything that Trump and his administration <laughs> said, not as bad. The the horrible uh, bombings that happened recently. How he accidentally overinflated the numbers from like. What was it like? Hundreds to like millions. Like there was there was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot of weird stuff going on, guys. There's there's a lot
1: there's a lot of crazy ways to uh to dice up these. I'm actually it's, gonna send you this website because it's pretty crazy.
0: All the info here. I'll send this via Google, I suppose. But less than fifty percent. Are around fifty percent are making less than forty thousand dollars a year? Yeah,
1: less than yeah. Of of wage earners, fifty percent of them are ma- making less than forty thousand.
0: Seventy-five percent are making less than sixty-nine thousand. Twenty-five. You're you're going the other way. Twenty-five percent make more than sixty-nine thousand, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I said that, I said the, I said I the opposite,
0: sorry. but I meant to say I I was trying to say the majority of people do not make sixty-nine thousand dollars a year. Correct. And hundred. 100- Hundred thousand was like ten percent? I just sent you the link, friend. I know. I'm sorry. I'm it's just I'm still trying to go over these numbers in my head. Just there is a substantial amount of people. Every one of those people, even if you're making hundred thousand dollars, if you're not like the odds anything can happen to you. Twi- making- it's, okay, so um
1: let's go let's go below fifty. Um twenty-five percent of people are making twenty thousand dollars or less. Twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent. Twenty thousand dollars.
0: It makes me Sad and angry to know these numbers, and to realize yeah. no one is doing a fucking thing about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are trying. We got Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders trying.
1: Yeah,
0: but all those fucking corporate Democrats, all every fucking Republican. I'm not even gonna yeah. get. I can't. I can't think of a single other than yeah. like. Oh no! I, well, you know, are there no poor houses? <laughs> Which is what I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't the churches doing their share? And aren't there like homeless shelters? And well, they got themselves into this. I mean, I mean,
1: no, this is insane. This is this is what capitalism is, though. Like, this is what it is. is.
0: That's what it is. Fuck. Didn't mean to get so depressing about it. Was there anything uplifting about the CNN thing other than like, so we had Bernie. Bernie Elizabeth Elizabeth, And then we had the guillotine and everyone kind of like crowded around it, Mm -hmm. forced around it. All put his head in It's like no, oh, this feels
1: good i can get used to this um
0: kids with blindfolds trying to get to the center of something and not realizing where that is or what that is fucking or hard. like like
1: honestly like and again i haven't watched the whole thing but like bernie sanders got a, a, a more of a fair shake on fox than he did on cnn which who's surprised but it's ridiculous like I I am certainly worried that the DNC is gonna f- try to fucking find some way to do something, I uh, because already like just because of the number of people that are running, like because you know they changed the rules after the last after 2016 debacle, so that like the um super de- delegates only get to vote on a second ballot, so that means if the you know the if the the front if the uh, the leader doesn't pick up enough votes um. Then it goes to a second ballot, and one of the ways they wouldn't get enough votes, let's say, let's say Bernie Sanders, let's say if he was in the lead, he might not be able to get a bunch uh, enough votes if, like, maybe it was spread out amongst a lot of candidates. Because hmm. if everybody, like, a couple, of, like, like you know, fucking Hickenlooper gets a couple, and Buttigieg gets a couple, and Cory Booker gets a couple, and Andrew Yang gets a couple, and Tulsi Gabbard gets one and I, all these random
0: soon that second there's that guy in california
1: is a- that's that he's campaigning purely on um the focus is he's going to have republicans in his cabinet and that's the only thing he's really pretty much said he wants to work with republicans that's his that's his campaign pledge um that guy maybe he gets one like all these fuckers get one and maybe it's just enough so that bernie doesn't get enough So that it has to go to a second ballot, in which case, then the superdelegates would get to vote and they would try to fuck him over. Clearly that's what's going on.
0: That is, that is horrible. That is stupid. I don't like that. I mean, I don't know if I like Democrats. (laughs) No, no. Let me rephrase this. I don't think I like where the Democratic Party is presently at all.
1: I don't like where the Democratic Party's been since 1992. So cool. We agree. (laughs) And by that, I mean, honestly, the end of the Carter era as well. Like, let's... What
0: if Carter came back? I would vote for him. What if... Let's just get... Well, what Well, fucking if he Gravel's like, back.
1: Mike Gravel's back. <laughs> fucking champion of the internet,
0: Mike Gravel and the Gravelanche. Donald Trump... I mean, with people like Donald Trump in office, let's just do like an all-stars. President's all-stars. Let's bring them all back and see who... Let's see how it shakes out. <sighs> Those Gravel teens... Those kids, I love those kids. They're amazing. <laughs> um, quick aside, mm-hmm. I will say something that I gave me a little hope after this very depressing talk about politics. Um, a new study, or I think maybe a poll—I I don't remember—I don't know the specifics, but the gist was: atheism is on the up. Nice, nice. Fifty percent of those surveyed or polled were atheists. Nice.
1: As long as they're not, like, those asshole, like, Sam Harris, like, um, alt-right
0: atheists. I don't have the breakdown of how many okay. atheists are assholes and how many atheists are not assholes. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that, th- I don't know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna assume that most atheists aren't assholes, just because the yeah. number is 50% of those yeah. polled.
1: Yeah. No. No, I'll, t- I'll take it. I'm just,
0: just saying. There's a lot of those weird Islamophobic, uh, uh, Sam Harris people out there. I mean, you can be a, an idiot and gross and still be an atheist. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not a smart one. Maybe no, not You're right. You just happen to be right one. about one thing. you be right about one thing. And a very important thing. Yeah. Alex, um, I was thinking
1: maybe we take a moment and uh, find out if we're right about one thing and that's who we are.
0: I, yes, let's do this, please.
1: Um, so uh, I'm at uh, number 1606. Um. Does the term settle down, scare you, or give you comfort?
0: As someone who's married and already gone through one phase of the concept of what popular culture would consider settling down, to me settling down, I get pictures of me getting cozy on the couch, (laughs) watching a show, reading, drawing, hanging out with my kids. I think it brings me comfort now. Nice. It always I mean the concept I guess larger gave me comfort but now just those words I go to a comfortable place in my mind sure sure how about you friend
1: yeah sure sure I I Brad got to get settle
0: it. down context is key in how you yeah. say that and what you say it in true
1: I mean I I just imagine settle down as in um uh, like eventually be able to buy a house and get a cute dog yeah so, settle down so that sounds that sounds oh. pretty rad hey put some roots down um alex how do you handle panhandlers?
0: Hmm. How do you handle panhandlers? What do you do? Is this... Do you advise or do I personally
1: do? Uh, no, this is how do you handle panhandlers? Alex, it's a very simple question.
0: Um, I I almost always uh, apologize and say that I'm sorry, but that I cannot help anyone with monetary. I just don't. One, I don't carry cash when we... Right, nobody carries me. cash. Um, yeah, that's what I do.
1: Yeah. Huh. Uh, every other human that, uh... Is a, is a dead gargoyle person in me, so I just avoid eye contact and I just get through my life.
0: Do you think people might find it hypocritical of us to say Medicare for all, college forgiveness, everyone's a person, and yet when a panhandler comes to us, we're like, "Sorry, man, I can't help you." Well, most people would be like, "Fuck you, bootstraps," or ignore them. Well, I
1: think as long as you're not John Stosseling, it. And being like, you probably have a job. You've probably got a, a giant house. And and uh, you're just doing this to get free money. As long as you're not one of those assholes, you're fine. Listen, we, like, none of us have unlimited pockets. We can't, like, just give everyone money. It would be nice. But, like, we can't. Like, I...
0: It's... It's what it is. Like If you were... If I was a super rich person... If I was in the... Let's say 0.1% of the U.S. Uh, median average. That means I'm making well over $300,000. I'm a, a millionaire, if not a billion. Like, okay, I, I'm having to pay the 2% tax, ultimately, And uh, Elizabeth Warren's world. Mm-hmm. Then if someone came paddling on the street, I would give them $100 bills. I would Absolutely. just be like, here we go. Good luck. Look. Absolutely. Go find yourself a place and hang out. If I wow. had that kind of money that I could not spend enough in a year, yes, I would just have of money course. to give to people on the streets. I would keep a stack of five. Open up on a house. Just come in and get money. But like, it's like trick or treat. We got a basket of hundreds on the front. Yeah, <laughs> just come get what you need. Sure. If we were, Je- if I was Jeff Bezos, yeah, absolutely. Um, Why the fuck isn't Jeff Bezos doing that? I, that's a great
1: question. He should go to a guillotine. Like, it is immoral to be that wealthy like it just is it shouldn't be allowed cuz you didn't you no one earns a billion dollars you cannot earn a billion dollars it's physically impossible to earn a billion dollars you didn't earn that you stole it it's wage theft um but no no i so but if i have so i've given people money before sure
0: i mean like, i have given people money before for sure but
1: like on the regular it's it's impractical like like there's the homeless population is is huge,
0: like that. That's that's another part of that question that I think is interesting, and it's awesome that this random prompt did, a, a spark conversation, because in Cincinnati, downtown Cincinnati, mm-hmm. panhandlers are literally everywhere. Yeah, and if you gave all of the money, that's not economically feasible, right? Um, unless you are Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. um, and you you kind of just adapt that. But you're right, everyone has a different economical. Pl- like situation but you got to treat those people at least with humanity and respect you can't just be like fuck off or something like that unless i mean someone's getting violent but that that doesn't necessarily that's not panhandlers that's anyone like that yeah fuck off if you're getting violent or pushy on something i i say all that to say yes i do not normally give panhandlers money but i will apologize and treat them like a human and talk to them
1: I will ignore them like Brad I ignore everyone not. else.
0: But, Brad, but Brad's treating them like every other person. Yeah, I
1: person. don't want to deal with any people. It's nothing, nothing personal. I've been where they are. I get it. Still, I can't deal with people.
0: What, it, what would we call... I'm not sure how... So someone that I will entertain are the people who want some sort of communication with someone in weird moments. So um, there was a woman... I was at a checkout line. I went to the grocery store by myself. And one of the checkout ladies, I guess, found saw in me someone like, you know, I could make small talk with this guy. She didn't do it with anyone in front of me, I noticed, because she was taking a lot of time to get through everyone else's thing and trying, but no one gave this woman any type of acknowledgement. And I treated her like a person. I, I, I kind of was like, all right, yeah, like I made small talk with her. Those kinds of people, you, you, no, fuck off. I don't need, what are we doing? I've seen you do that. Yeah. You're stoned. And that's, who you are, and there's nothing wrong with that, to be honest, most people should be like that. But it's those kinds of people that I do give, that I just as a person give more attention to. Yeah. That's not panhandling per se, because they don't want money and they're not in an economic state, but they're in an emotional vulnerable place and they're yeah. looking for something like that. Yeah, Those kinds of people I humor all the time.
1: Oh yeah, you, you and Dan can have a great time just having having some random convos with some random people that wanna have conversations. I, I, I will be on the other side of the planet, thank you.
0: I, I will say, I thought about this the other day, because I'm not a monster person. I actually try to think about myself, like, introspective, like, what am I doing with my life? Um, it, there are times I'm like, I should really stop doing <laughs> like, maybe I shouldn't entertain this as much, like, just saying. Brad, what's it? let's keep going down the list. We've only, we've only answered a few questions.
1: Um, hmm, I think, actually, I think that's one, I think that's one we did previously.
0: Um.
1: What's something new you recently learned about yourself
0: Ooh. do you want to go first on this what nope. is something you've learned about you nope <laughs> don't want to I part of part of the thing about like um not I, I don't want to say the word humor because I genuinely and when these people like when I've come across people who need this kind of like attention in some sort of way to say humor it is the wrong word because I genuinely feel like I'm trying to like not only help these people but also in a way um, help myself or whatever when I, for lack of a better word, humor these people who need this kind of attention. And the fact that I I am changing and the fact that I'm like, I don't really know if I want to do this or should do this. I I found recently that I am changing my personality a little bit Mm -hmm. naturally. Oh. And... Who th- I, It just happens. I mean, everyone changes. We've had this conversation before. Like, everyone will change throughout their life. Sure. Most people may not be conscious of the change that's going on in them or, like, maybe blind. Like, some people like, I've been like this forever. I'm always like this. And no, maybe you haven't. Maybe you say one thing and maybe you do act another. Like, I try to be, I try to, like, focus and, like, be aware of that change. I'm changing, Brad. Oh. I don't know how that's, I don't know how that'll affect the show. I don't know Excited. how they, But I... That's something I learned about myself that I do feel like I am. Ch- my parts of my personality are changing. Nice. Don't know what that. Right. Still figuring out what that means. Let's keep
1: an eye on that. Let's we keep an will. eye. Let's, let's see what you turn into.
0: A beautiful butterfly. Be? I'm a caterpillar. <laughs> well, surely I. I don't know. We'll see. Nice. Nice. What about you, Fran? What's something you learned about yourself?
1: Um. I've learned that I. Uh, <laughs> um. I can't, I can't be trusted to do a simple thing. Oh. Um,
0: Is this a particular simple well, thing or just like, simple things in general?
1: Like, listen, I just, I can't, I don't make things easy for myself. I will mm. fill whatever vacuum in time I can find to make it more complex. Uh, so it was editing, been editing the last um, absolutely true, true crime Episode. Hmm. Can't and wait. I was, you know, it's, it's, it's almost done. Um, I had a bit of a hang up over the weekend because I th- decided that it would be fun in certain places to do an arrangement of the song Movin' Right Along um, from the Muppet movie, but in sort of a creep, creepy, dark um, tone. Now, that's a very upbeat song. And to do that, I realized I was going to end up writing a song. I was basically writing a song that would just be slightly in the background of a couple of places in the episode of the podcast.
0: I probably put a a couple of hours Put
1: a couple of hours um, tickling the ivories on that. Um, And then I realized maybe I should just not do that. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i don't need to write a song to go in the background for no reason
0: could you like i don't know what vision you had but as someone i mean as an artist mm-hmm. i think those flights of fancy are great like it's totally fine i don't know if that overcomplicates things you had a vision you're like this would be pretty cool you tried it and then thought well maybe i don't want to do this and that's fine like that's valid yeah
1: yeah
0: like, i don't think you should beat yourself up or like even be like hey i found this out about myself i make things more complicated I think you're just being you, man. You're, just, you're exploring I, I just, your artistic. I,
1: I, it's scaling. It's a, it's an issue of scaling.
0: Now that um, yeah okay that's, that's that maybe that's more because that's problem. the thing because we put this podcast difficult. out
1: once a month so I can have time to do fun things. But like it, I already do a lot more things than I do even for this podcast. Oh yeah, for it, and I don't think there's any need. I think it's fine. I think it's
0: just fine. So I, I could you have like downshifted the tempo of the song itself and like some audio software like and just, oh, make it just sound like, like just straight more... up do
1: it yeah but it's not very good i mean Change it's not the same key well the thing is like a, it's a, a very a upbeat
0: one? song though is the
1: thing but that's the kind of what i was doing and then i was kind of tweaking it out of bed and so it was like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like i'm i'm not gonna do it right now uh but it's a lot it, it's a lot and then i just kept it kept growing and then i was I was writing a song. Like, it started as a simple a idea, and then it just became... A song. It, I came... I'm, I'm like, literally writing a song right now that is very different than the song I started with.
0: <laughs> if you had given it a few more hours, you would have had, like, a mini orchestra, like, in your house. You would have been on a conductor stand, and you would have had the baton, and you would have been like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was supposed to be, like... It, it, you, I, I. Okay, guys, just so I don't sound like I'm crazy, I need this for, like... Fifteen seconds in the background of something someone says, maybe thirty seconds. seconds in like an hour long podcast.
1: Yeah. It's probably, this... probably about three seven second drops that would be un- under not under vocals, mm-hmm. like just scoring. And I'm like, I I created like a whole bed of like of like music to, for the last for the we've put out one episode so far. I've already got like <laughs> all the stuff that I put together for this podcast, because like, oh, well, I'll create all this stuff, and then I don't have to create new stuff every time. Second episode. Second episode. I'm already like, maybe I should write a song. I should write my own arrangement
0: to a song. You know what, friend? I think maybe you do make things more complicated than you need to have
1: me. It was, it's just me. I think
0: we all learned this about you today.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was It was fun, but I took that away, and I'm not doing that now.
0: Um, there's still a little piece of it,
1: but, I, but I'm not doing it. I'm not look, doing, it. I'm not doing well, it. Will
0: I look for it in the next episode? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to look for the little piece. and be like, there it was. I, um,
1: so, there but it no, was. I, I ended up, I uh, went over and hung out with Tammy and Dan for a while. Um, got to pet a cute dog. And, and I recharged my energies by petting a cute dog. So Nice. So that was good times.
0: They're good for that. Absolutely. Little dogs.
1: Absolutely. I needed, I, my life would be so much better and so much healthier if I had a cute dog in my life. True. Like, I mean, fact. <sighs>
0: Studies show. People with animals. Elizabeth
1: Warren, get rid of these lot. student loans so I can buy a house and get
0: a cute dog. Student loans and everyone should have their right to have a dog if they want one. And Ugh. all of it's taken care of, all of its needs. Alex,
1: <clears throat> what words do you always struggle to spell correctly?
0: Oh, all of them. Yeah. That's that's unfair. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to I just, I just saw that. Also, first. which words do you pronounce incorrect struggle to pronounce oh, really. correctly? Literally a lot of them.
1: What is the worst book you ever read? Ooh.
0: That's a tough one. Well, I guess it depends. So when I was a Jizo, there were a lot of like jizo conspiracy theory books that I saw at the bookstore. In the religious section, but looking back at them, they were just people like making up. I mean, all religions bullshit, but it would be like, Isn't it a weird a coincidence? It's it's basically like weird. Like, let's think about the pyramids Egyptian stuff with Jesus. And you're like, okay. And at the time I I read it, I was like, okay, well, this is weird. And I recognized it was weird. All that was bullshit. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go back to something that was maybe influential, the holographic universe was probably, I mean, as much as that affected both of our lives Mm -hmm. in a way, like opening up ideas. And I will always love it for that in that way. A lot of that stuff in that book. is it's it's absolute (laughs) fucking nonsense. But that's not really uh, like I wouldn't know if that does that does that count for this question? Are are we talking about something that is genuinely I was reading is like this is just garbage at a different level like just bad. I mean, on that note, I'll say like
1: if we're opening this up to plays, by the way, which I am now, um, I'm gonna say Stop Kiss is the worst fucking play ever written. It's absolute, it's an absolute fucking piece of trash.
0: Professionally, like a thing that is presented and marketed as a professional piece of writing. Yeah. Because who knows how much bad stuff that we read in college.
1: Yeah, and I I, I read that play before I saw a performance, um, and I, I I I could not believe what I was reading. <laughs> it is it, the play. It's 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 a very of its time early two thousands play in that all the scenes are roughly three minutes long tops. They're very, very short scenes because it was written by somebody that clearly wanted to write for television. Um, so you get a lot of that stupidly short scenes that do not make sense on the stage. Um, but it's also, it's, it's a very cliche. And that it's about uh, like, it's basically around a hate crime where two women kiss, like they have their first kiss and then one of them gets attacked Uh, because of, you know, um, homophobia. Um, And that's what the play's about. And that's really all there is to it. And it's absolute fucking trash. It is terribly written. The characters are awful. The scenes are so bad. It's badly constructed. It's badly plotted. It's cliche. It's so derivative. Everything about it is bad.
0: Wow. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I've not read Stop Kiss, so I don't know.
1: It's not good.
0: But I take your word for it for sure. Yeah. Side note, over the weekend, I watched Black Klansmen. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really? Much better than Stop Kiss if we're talking about something that actually looks at social issues and his art. I like. I would recommend watching Black Klansmen. Nice. Nice. It's also terrifying, especially with the uh, resurgence. Well, I say resurgence. It never really went away of the people who were advocating for white supremacy, but... It never went away. Never went away. It was always there. Yeah just under the radar not too unlike hobby horse dressaging in finland apparently
2: Mm. Mm. um but
0: that is much better i i'm much more for hobby horsing than obviously white supremacy which is just in of itself a stupid concept defo defo i'm trying to think i've read a lot of really bad science fiction and fantasy yeah i would say some of the lord of the rings is just bad just bad
1: i could see that when I was in middle school, um, I, I read a bunch of Dean Kuntz books.
0: Like, they're all bad. <laughs> but it bad in a good way or bad bad?
1: Like, well, I, because I was pretty, I was,
0: well, I was extremely well read for a kid
1: of my age at the time. Of course, um, yes. But, like, it, it was just because, like, they were real, they were, I, because they are just real easy quick reads and, like, um, you can just, like, knock them out. And they were super cheap at the used bookstore. You could get them, like, for, like, a dollar a piece. So, like, I was just, like, loading up. Um and you could read them really you could read like two in a week and it was like nothing. And it's all just popcorn trash. And like uh, you like some were definitely better than others, but there was there was some that I was like this is just like this is being pu- just pushed out on a conveyor belt. Like this is like cuz like Dean Koontz is knockoff Stephen King. Um, <laughs> if you're unaware, uh, I mean not that Stephen King's good. St- Stephen King is also absolute trash, but uh, i i like I feel like I feel like if Stephen King is Wendy's, then Dean Koontz <laughs> is Burger King
0: <laughs> so I got into a um I randomly watched a YouTube compilation of really old commercials, and on the cusp of the seventies into the eighties, Burger King commercials had a Burger King who was also a magician. whoa. And it's weird. It also makes you lose respect for the Burger King. It's like, you're a king. You don't have to do this magician sleight of hand thing. Like, don't, yeah. shouldn't you have, like, someone doing this for you? Like a jester or like a court magician? You don't have to do this, king. Yeah. What's that about? You're the king. Hmm. How did a minstrel become king? I don't understand any of this. I. I and now, I, I, now, it's, now Burger King is Dean Koontz and Wendy's is... Um, I feel like it's a real slight to Wendy's, too. That okay, is, I mean, because yeah, Stephen King is not.
1: Okay, let's say. Okay, let's say, uh, Stephen King his, is rallies. Because you gotta
0: eat. Who Dean do you think Coons, you are?
1: Dean Koontz is Burger King still though. <laughs> he will always be Burger King. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's fun, but like, it's not good, and sometimes no. it's very bad. Like, sh- like I remember there were a couple that I was like, I'm just gonna keep reading this because this is bad. Like this is shockingly bad.
0: In in the height of my, I would say Star Wars fandom as a kid, I tried to read the same book. It was a young Jedi's book three times and got to the same part, part in it and just abandoned it. That was probably a bad book. How do you try to read a book three times and you're just like nah pass? Hmm. Should I go back? Nah, that was a bad call. <laughs> but is it a bad call? Uh, no, I was right. I was right. The th- I was right the second yeah, and first there's, there's time.
1: There's probably That's- a reason. There's probably a reason. Huh. Friends, it's that super special time of the week where we chat about our dearest of dear friends on his birthday month, Mr. T.
0: Mr. T. Happy birthday, Mr. T. Um, if we haven't said it enough already, we will continue to say it. This is a celebration of you, friend. Absolutely. Um, every time we watch a show of Mr. T, or anything really, we try to summarize it in as close a minute as possible without going over. If you go over, you've forgotten who you are and what side of October Road you belong on, maybe. If you go horrendously under, you're just a jump. There's a theme song I will not sing to you right now. Let's hope you never hear it, is mm-hmm. all I've got to say. Is that a threat? Maybe. But it's also a promise. Um, if you get between 55 seconds to a minute, you're doing a good job. Mr. T is bonkers, so congratulations if you can do that. But if you hit a minute on the dot, which is what a true Braveheart always strives for, then you've done it. You have shown your Braveheart skill. Brad, you have volunteered because it's been so long since we've actually kept track of this. Yeah. In our Cash ep um, season, you will be summarizing this episode of Mr. T. Oh. Three, two. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna ah! throw it on you that fast. Are you Are you ready? Do you think you can do it? I'm ready for this. Let's do it. On go, three, two, one, go. Guys, there's a a new
1: member on the gymnastics team. His name's Woody, and nobody likes him because they don't like new people on their gymnastics team. I guess because he's stealing away from their gymnastics time or something? I don't know. It's bullshit. Mr. T does not appreciate this. Um, There's also some guys that are stealing gold medals all over town. Um, And they kidnap uh, the kid whose name I've forgotten, Spike. Um, They kidnap him because he he... sees them stealing the medallions and he runs away and they catch him and they take him away and they're like oh no you stole my little brother what are they gonna do to him that's a weird thing to say um so Woody's trying to solve this mystery and no one wants to help Like, they find out that it's because there's microfilm hidden in one of the medallions that is actually a a computer game program and that's worth millions of dollars and this is clearly a a case of industrial piracy. But they solved it and the bad guys are going to jail. One minute.
0: (laughs) Damn, Fred, you still got it. You still got it.
1: didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to have it. A it was lot. close. A lot. It
0: was. It was like, right, I can't I got, talk
1: about anything that happens in this episode because there's too much.
0: I got really nervous. I'll be honest with you. You didn't miss ne- mention the castle at all. I'm like, what the so fuck? But the you did. You doing the story to its conclusion? Yeah. yeah. Um, just in case you didn't pick up on it, and we didn't mention it before, um, this episode is titled "Mystery of the Golden Medallions."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's a bigger there's mysteries upon mysteries in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yes. So, like we said, we've watched episodes of this before. This episode or- originally aired on September 17th, 1983. Oh, wow. Before either and of us was born. Yeah, just just before we were born. Um, Just so everyone else knows, episode three is Mystery of the Mind Thieves, and I cannot fucking wait to watch that yes! episode. <laughs> now, that's... <laughs> Two more episodes from now We also have the Forbidden Monstrosity Coming up as the second one oh, But I think Mystery of the Mind Thieves Could really be a, a title to a Ramjack episode It really could History may show or the record will show if it has been And I just didn't know That's about
1: it, it. We're, getting, we're getting to the point guys where we're definitely going to start Repeating some titles or having stolen Something inadvertently
0: The mystery theme in this episode is how many times Have we repeated our past episodes <sighs> We still don't, I still don't know hard whether the Capuchin story was something we've actually talked about. Yeah,
1: yeah I, think it, I think it's a possibility,
0: but. Mystery of the Rocky Mountain Express? Uh, they're all good. They're all good. Like, this is the greatest cartoon. Um, you know it's the greatest cartoon because of the intro. <laughs> <laughs> it really sets everything up. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but I really think we need to at least hit on some of it again, right? Sure. A big concrete T starts flying at you from like a weird red and yellow gradient background. And before it hits you, Mr. T comes from the side and just grabs it with his big hand. And like crushes it. And then he comes onto the screen and he looks at you and just smiles. (sighs) A lot of like gymnastics with kids and gymnast suits. Um, They're defying gravity in all kinds of ways. There's a little kid who looks like Mr. T, and Mr. T's beside him. And then there's the shot of him looking at the kid, Mr. T, and the kid looks scared. And Mr. T puts his hand on his uh, shoulder to comfort this child, and the child smiles like, yeah, Mr. T's okay with me dressing just like him. I'm not making fun of him. I want to be him. Um, and then we see all these kids and Mr. T doing crazy shit. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. We don't know We don't know anything about this show yet. We just see them doing gymnastics. This Mr. is T the first child, episode. And then insanity. Just
1: imagine, like, you're a child, like, sitting down for your first episode of the Mr. T cartoon, and this is what you're greeted with. Uh, you got Mr. T. You got a kid dressed like Mr. T. You got a bunch of gymnastics happening? What's
0: going on? You see a hovercraft being destroyed, Mr. T going underwater to intercept the alligator who has seen Mr. T and another child go into the water. It's like, ooh, I'm going to get a quick snack. And then Mr. T grab this alligator, hoist him above the river, like the line of water, swing him around and then throw him. Ah,
1: much like he and might be doing to a shark later in this episode.
0: In a matter of a second, friends. And then you're immediately thrust into another thing where he throws stalactites into the side of an incline to where a snowmobile can, like, use it as rails for a brief second to soften its landing. You see a plane crash. A guy get ejected from it. I can't remember if it's Mr. T or one of the kids. And then the plane, instead of exploding, just kind of, like, um, explode without fire, but evaporate. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Thankfully, Mr. T grounds us in reality by coming at us physically in, like, a non-animated way. Hey, kids. It's Mr. T. You're safe. (laughs) We just blew your mind. You're okay now.
1: And, like, I mean, uh, obvious. Like, we're going to a live-action Mr. T. Yeah. To start off this up. And, like, it, like... It's obvious, but, like, you, to look at Mr. T's rig out is really something. All those gold changes around his neck. Um, There's a Star of David in there. There's a key. There's, like, uh, a couple of crosses. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on.
0: But they're staged, so there's a whole bunch of just, like background gold chains of varying links that kind of make the tapestry that these other necklaces are like in like almost like a vertical like totem pole-ish thing on your almost Mm -hmm. like they descend they cascade down his neck and you have to think he, he there's a lot of premeditation here oh yeah yeah I wish I knew the code why is the key at the bottom I don't know. What's Lines this? the star of David on top of the key. What's this weird vest he's wearing with like this braid? I like the vest a lot, actually. The braid I think is super cool. Um, he's got feather earrings on, mm-hmm. gold chains around his wrists, um, short red. Those are like shorts, right? I would assume. I mean, Mr. T has a great look. Is all is what I'm going I mean, to rest yeah. on. It's classic. I mean, it, it's classic. Is it over tea. the top? Yeah. But and I think this is the outfit they model his outfit in the show on, except he doesn't have the red pants; he has the black pants. But yeah. I, boldness always, boldness always. Um, and he's he's gonna tell us, hey, Damn. just look just, at his ring game, dude. I'm oh sorry, yeah, I didn't like, mean to wrap But I just now seeing the ring game, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He could. It's kind of weird he has just a plain belt though. It's a really plain Jane belt. That's true. There, I, there
1: could be some gold in that belt, Mister T. What are you doing? What are you doing? Really, really missed it. I've always said, Mr. T, you need to accessorize more.
0: I mean, dude, I appreciate... I mean, I see and really appreciate everything else you're throwing at us, but, dude, your belt... Caught you slipping. Caught you slipping. The name is Mr. T. First name is Mr. Middle name is that period. Last name is T. Listen, and listen good. I'm talking to you. When a new kid moves in on your block, what's your attitude? Do you figure? What do we need him for? Well, I pity the fool that makes that mistake. You want to know why? Then watch what happened in San Francisco when a new member joined our team and tried to help solve the mystery of the golden medallions. I do love how matter-of-factly he states the whole concept of a new kid coming into the neighborhood yeah. and how you always treat him like shit. But hey, don't do that. You're overlooking, like, this kid could be um, a benefit to your, your group. It's pretty great. Just watch these kids I hung out with in San Fran. It's fine. So we go back into the animated world, the memory of Mr. T, because this has happened already mm-hmm. in his timeline. Of course. Um, No video of it exists, though he had to, like, uh, he had to orally tell the story to someone who dictate, like, all right, he dictated it to someone, and then they turned that into the vision we see in front of us. I can only assume that's how the show, Absolutely. how reality happened.
1: Yeah. All this shit is, it's real.
0: It's real. This is like dragnet. We, s- we see the San Francisco Bridge, like the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. On the hill, I could swear we see the castle, but I mm. I don't know. What's fascinating is like, as I was like go- looking through um, like
1: episode descriptions, like, because this is a touring gymnastics team, <laughs> like they really do use locations. Like this is very much San Francisco. We're talking about Fisherman's Wharf later. It gets real detailed on like location. Is there a castle in San Francisco I'm not aware of? That's a great question. I can't imagine there's a medieval castle in San Francisco. But who knows? I mean, maybe there
0: is. Someone let us know. But to the level. I, not not we'll to that there. level. Um, so we do see something on the hill. So it makes me think maybe they hand drew it. Maybe they drew it in there. But then the building we go to where they're having the gymnastics competition looks like from the future. I'm sure this is modeled maybe after an actual building now that you say that. But it could be, like, something out of a Star Trek. Like, this could be Riza for all... Because like, the building looks fucking weird. Like, it's got weird architecture. It looks out of place and strange. I would not suspect um, a kid's gymnastics and or hobby horse dressage is happening in this place. But it is. Um, so the gymnastics team, they're doing... Um, I'm not going to lie.
1: There's a place, uh, um, Sam's Castle, um, in Mirador Terrace Pacifica. Built-in nineteen oh eight 1980's post-San Francisco earthquake home, the 24-room concrete castle in Pacifica is a surprise. If you're curious, the castle is open one day each month for tours by the Historical Society. It kinda looks like a castle. That's, you're, no way. Just, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shoot this your way. I mean, but there's like people like building castles like all over the place, like rich assholes that should be guillotined that are built in castles so
0: well there is this kind of like ooh it's the 80s or whatever and um, I'm gonna build something that looks like a castle but still has all the modern conveniences and then there's what we saw in the cartoon which right. was straight which up was just European, a medieval, medieval castle, castle. Yeah. complete withdrawal bridge yeah. <laughs> and moat yeah absolutely uh, absolutely but you're okay so we open up there's a kid on the uh, what are what is this thing? He's doing the Iron Cross on it. It's the rings, I guess. I'm not sure how else to really describe yeah. it. Yeah. So he does an Iron Cross, and everyone's like, ooh. Because, yeah, that is actually super impressive. He brings his legs up in, like, a sitting position in the Iron Cross. and Then we get a magnified view, and he's, like, sweating. But who is this kid? Like, he's he's tough. Um, the other kids immediately start talking shit about him. Yeah.
1: Like, they are not happy to have a new person on the gymnastics team. Like, what is it? Like... I don't know how gymnastics seems to work, first of all. <laughs> like, I mean, who does? But, like, it, like, what is it? Is is there a disadvantage to having another person on your team? Or are you just not even getting to do as much gymnastics? Like, how does it you're work? Not, you're not getting
0: any credit. I mean, the team will get the win, but you aren't getting the win, Brad there's more competition for the ultimate prize, which is gold medal Olympics.
1: So, like, does this mean that, like, gymnastics teams can be of different sizes? You can have, like, they can go up against a team that has, like, 30 people and they could have a team of like five people i guess so does that just mean like you would be good to have more people because you'd be less tired because then everybody's not having to do everything yeah i don't know i don't know how it works guys i don't know how gymnastics teams work i'm sorry i don't know how this competition works this is not a sports podcast
0: how badass would it be if it worked like you just theorized and i'm sure it doesn't but let's just pretend it does and there was a team of three people who came in and just fucking... Oh,
1: there's just, like, three, like, Jackie Chan's, <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a... Oh, you guys got 12 people on your team? That must be, like... You must really get to rest a lot. You must be really good gymnast. Gold, 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 gold. Oh, wow. Just swimming in them over here. My friend's got the silver and bronze, too. Later. Oh, yeah, you have a 20-person team. Get the fuck out.
1: But to not fair. You have three clones of Jackie Chan. <laughs> well. Hey. Hey. Yeah, and he broke nice. his arm doing that last thing, but he didn't even care because he's Jackie Chan.
0: Yeah, he did it anyway. Land, perfect landing. Perfect finish. You're just a sore loser. <laughs> Get out of here. Get back on your high beam.
1: So um, this dude does his gymnastics routine, and then Spike, who's like the towel boy, like throws a towel on his head.
0: Oh, dude, you oh, you forgot the part. Everyone applauds. We see like the judges who are dressed in furs, like rich people. Um, then we see a gloved hand steal all the medals. Yes. And then we see the rest of the fallout. Because like, then you're like, he throws a towel on his face like, hey, that was... The kid who throws... Is it... You said Spike does it? Yes. So the Mr. T kid? Yeah. Because every kid kind of has their own kind of personality. Kind of. Do they, though? So the two white kids don't. One yeah. of them's dumb, and one of them is just... I, I don't know. Maybe one's a boy and one's a girl. One's a boy, one's a girl. That's their personalities. Um, Little boy is trying to be Mr. T. Mm-hmm. The kid who's new, who happens to be black, mm-hmm. is going to be a lawyer someday. So he's all about lawyer lingo. Even at this age. Even in a place where he's doing gymnastics routines. The Asian girl is very good at statistics I guess and also stopping herself from um, saying expletives on a child show yeah.
1: Kim Nakamura is a Japanese girl who is a daughter to a computer scientist she has a photographic memory that comes in handy as she can remember various magazine articles and book passages including the issue our volume and page she read it on
0: hmm a savant or a robot hmm uh, may uh, all I'm saying is you told me the son of a com- uh, the child of a computer scientist who has a Photographic memory, likely story. That's a robot. That's unfair. You can't bring a robot to a gymnast competition.
1: <laughs> there's there's uh, there's some great characters that we haven't met yet. Um, <laughs> I, I love hearing about. Do they cycle the kids out? <laughs> uh, I don't know if they cycle them out or if we just get some more. Maybe the team gets bigger. Um, um, <laughs> Courtney Howard, an African American girl gymnast whose father is a major in the military. Her uncle is a magician who was
0: previously a burglar. Oh, probably Burger King. Oh, I
1: want to watch that one.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Look, I've, I've stopped my burgling ways. I'm now a magician. I don't know which is which is worse. How about Grant Clean, the guy after that in the Wookieo description, an ex-gang member who turned his life around thanks to Jeff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sky Redfern,
1: a Native American gymnast whose grandfather was accused of a crime.
0: Um, so all these kids are upset because their other teammate, and they have a much larger team, like, there's a lot of kids with their same uniform on that I guess don't have the favor of Mr. T, so they have to hang out at the hotel or something with a lady in a hat, like the the actual sponsor of whatever school or whatever the hell they come from. Um, because they're just on the sidelines also not getting any glory.
1: Um... Sorry, um, so Spike, the kid that that dresses like Mr. T, um, his sister is Robin, a beautiful green-eyed redhead with freckles who's eager to jump into any situation. She also acts as Mr. T's second-in-command. Her catchphrase is, what the hairy heck? Terrible catchphrase.
0: Okay, I didn't realize there was a command, like, hierarchy (laughs) in the gymnast team. Oh yeah, there is. Mr. T is... Is the captain. And she's co-captain? she uh, Second in command yeah, second was in the command. words used. Look, I'm second in command here. I'm number one, I guess. <laughs> Where does the other chaperone slash teacher fall into this? Um, you mean Miss
1: Priscilla Brisby, the team's well-mannered bus driver who loves <laughs> mystery novels?
0: I forgot she was the bus driver. Her catchphrase
1: is, my stars and garters. Oh, so
0: does everyone have a catchphrase? Nope, just those two. Every, the two white women in the show catch races. Yeah. Um, I will say this: the background artists Ooh. have created some monsters. It's because yeah. when, uh, when <laughs> it's like a <laughs> Mr. Domier. Yeah, when, uh, like, if you watch this, pause it for a second and become horrified <laughs> because in the lower left part of the screen, you see. Uh, a, a, a carnival of souls. mask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> these dead-eyed monsters. A second-in-command is talking to her commander about this new kid's fucking shit up. <laughs> uh,
1: my favorite is at three minutes, 21 seconds, when it's just like the, when you're just seeing the uh, score uh, for Woody, oh, yeah. and it's just a sea of these um, carnival of souls, dead-eyed ghost people.
0: <laughs> so good. So yeah, they're giving him a hard time because he's new. Yeah. This kid. Um, <laughs> Jesus, this carnival of, of those people. Because it goes between, like, normal Mr. T art and some of them for the background, mm-hmm. and then some of them, yep. <laughs> Did they reuse crowd scenes? Like, I, I would love to know the production of this. Oh, yeah. They're out of the fucking Twilight Zone, this back... Oh, it's really I gotta it's something. Really like, something. I gotta, I'm, I'm going to be absorbed into the background. I'm going to become one of these people that I keep looking at. Yeah, me. yeah, if you stare too long, you become one of them. So they realized when they were trying to award medals which Lawyer Kid has won, um, but they're stolen. Um, So everyone, Mr. T and the kids decide, someone had to do this. We see two burglars running through the crowd. One of them grabs a crowd member by the face and just shoves him out of the (laughs) way. I love that they went to the effort to animate that. Yeah. Like, it was so Um, unnecessary. (laughs) It's so good. So running out the back, um, the little kid who tries to be Mr. T runs out and sees them and says hey the burglars are over here and the burglars just grab them and the kid's like wait no don't (laughs) which is scary yeah um, but he has what look like three medallions around his neck, so of course they're oh, yeah, going to kidnap him. These could be
1: medallions. Or- I, I love he gets out there and they're just, they're, they've are just they got these medallions like on, on the ground, and they just get a hammer, and they're just smashing them open. <laughs> these <laughs> shitty
0: ceramic medallions. Uh, Who awards someone a shitty ceramic medallion? I mean, You're not crushing metal like that.
1: There's a lot of questions um, about what the hell's going on. Oh. Like, what's the whole plot of, like, hiding microfilm of computer programs in medallions to begin with? I don't understand why that was done.
0: It's part of the mystery, Brad, that's unfurled as you go. I guess. They go to the alley to try to find the Mr. T kid, and the burglars break into a semi-truck, conveniently parked nearby, and then set its parking brake off. They release the parking
1: brake, which leads the truck to, like, just, you know, going down the hill of its own accord. Like, first of all, that, what? hey, truck, what's going on? Like, why were you, like, left in neutral, apparently, with just, like, an emergency brake? 80s were weird. Um, (laughs) I guess. I guess. But also, they're like, ha, this will slow you down. Really? Because I feel like... I I don't know. First of all, it's not Mr. T's job to stop a runaway truck, but I guess he's going to. But why don't the other kids go after Spike?
0: Yeah, I mean Mr. T is the muscle here. Oh, but you're not telling me that uh Iron Cross, lawyer kid, can't rough up a burglar. I mean, it just Dude, follow they're them. They're all ripped. Just follow yeah. them.
1: Uh, we do get one of the greatest lines. Um, I th- Guys, there's a lot of great lines in this. I actually stopped and took notes on this episode, which is something I never do, but we get some quality dialogue. So the truck starts um, rolling down the hill. They released the emergency brake. It's a 60-degree slope, a five-ton truck, velocity on impact. Oh, sheesh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I laughed because just this let, letter say, "Oh shit!" It's so good. <laughs> I've never wanted a cartoon character to say that before. So much in my life. Oh, nights Network. We're gonna redub it. Ye- Hell yes, we're gonna redub. We're gonna do a lot of stuff with Mister T the cartoon. I think it needs to be. Re- I, I'd love to do. No- I'd love to do season four and five, Absolutely. six, twelve.
1: <laughs> Seven seasons and a movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bring him back. Mister T can still voice his character, right?
1: Yeah, like. Of all the things Netflix should bring back, bring back the Mr. T cartoon. Please. How fucking amazing. Like, just bring back the Mr. T cartoon. Please. All the kids, it's the same group of kids, but they're, like, old now.
0: (laughs) 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 Trying to do gymnastics. Well, at the adult gymnastics, I mean, because much like a lot of people who play basketball or other sports in high school, when they get older, they join, like, YMCA leagues with other adults trying to relive that glory Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing instead of going to San Francisco it's the same they travel around to the YMCA's or whatever city they're in just doing gymnastics as adults not as impressive yeah but it's what they do that's what we do now
1: so Mr. T jumps onto the back of this truck and eventually climbs his way into it but for some reason is unable to stop it
0: can't well he slows it down enough. He's able to steer it, which is the good thing, because sure. there are people everywhere there's a fisherman for crying out loud that's like in the middle of the dock where he should be. Freaks out, drops his tackle box in his fishing pole. But there's other examples of people along this path that probably would have been killed if not for Mr. T at least slowing it down. But he can't slow it down enough, and pretty soon he has to jump out as this semi-truck launches. Off of the pier. Now it's going so fast that it legitimately launches. It goes at least three lengths of its actual like length out into the water before it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Or the bay. Mr. T and Bulldozer have a moment because they realize how close Mr. T came mm-hmm. to going in the water and getting wet. Because Mr. T is... Uh, like he has the skills of like a Hercules. He's like a demigod, yeah, yeah, so he could have easily. He would have. He could have punched the water, opened up like it would have started like a little whirlpool that would have like drained the water out ten feet around him, and he would have just like jumped out of it back onto the pier before it came back into him. Because that's how overpowered Mister T is, which no one talks about. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's amazing. He's yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, so back with the kids, um. So, uh, uh, what's the sister's name again? Uh, Robin I, Robin's like Oh, what are they gonna do to him? And then Asian girl's like Gosh, don't think about that <laughs> <laughs> Yikes 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 Robin,
0: I know you got beautiful green eyes <laughs> And you're sassy And you speak your mind But don't, do not, this is a kid's cartoon Don't think about what don't those older men robbers Don't
1: think about do to him <laughs>
0: To your little brother.
1: Yeesh. And, I mean, honestly, when we find him later... Yikes.
0: God, I wish I'd have taken notes the same... Because watching it, like you, I thought every line of this dialogue could be, like, a jewel. Because it's It's just delivered oddly. The animation itself is, like, off pace, Like, it changes tempo in a weird way all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's weird choices. Like, it constantly make weird choices. So, but they're in the alley trying to find any evidence or something, and they see these broken medallions, and New Kid, the lawyer slash gymnast Iron Cross guy, is like, hey guys, what's this piece of paper? And they're like, shut up, newbie, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing.
1: He's like, well, this looks like a list of uh, uh, places, including this one, so maybe this is the list of places they're going, whatever, shut up.
0: Yeah, yeah, give me the piece of paper.
1: I had a gr- I'm glad I found this. Now, you just took it out of my hand. Mm.
0: Don't like you. you. You're new. He does try to take. He does try to take credit, which I guess is something. Thanks for finding this, and now I'll take the credit to Mister T. You got to know the chain of command. Robin's number one. I'm number two. Does that make like robot Asian girl three? We haven't gotten past two yet, and you—that's a need-to-know basis.
1: <laughs> oui.
0: But, yes, she is number three. <laughs> but, so, Mr. T, like, shames these kids, right? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this kid is doing his thing. Like, he's helping out. Let him help. Yeah. Well,
1: because they're like, well, listen, maybe we should try to put these clues together and figure out what's going on. Like, all right, all right, whatever. Well, he's like, I'm just saying, like, we found the medallions. They took the medallions. The medallions were broken, and they were hollow inside. So, therefore, therefore, whatever. Ever shut up! <laughs> Doesn't matter. Fuck off. <laughs> like this, so so, they decide to go into the next place. And he's like, "Cool, I'll come too." And they're like, "No, we don't want you. Stay here." And Mr. T's like, "That's stupid. We'll go to, we'll break up, and we'll check out both places. Since they don't want you, you can come with me."
0: <laughs> and he says that. That's unfair, but he says it. It's so good. <laughs> Y'all don't want him? I'll take him with me. So the one group of kids goes to the medieval castle Mm. that has stood um, oddly uh, for hundreds of years in uh, North America, and it's because around the San Francisco Bay, and they say it's oh, it's because these people love to
1: play um, like medieval times shit. So basically, this is a LARP castle. This is a full-sized San Francisco LARP castle. I don't know if it ever existed. I feel like it could exist now because um, oh, of all the rich fucking asshole nerds. Um, it's very likely that there's like a full-sized LARP castle. Oh yeah,
0: but in '83? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one one rich nerd. Um. So they go to the castle, and Mr. T and the new kid go to some sort of like annual sales performance kind of thing, at a, like a recognition ceremony at a hotel. hmm And it's a very prestigious hotel with a restaurant, and the major d' does not want to let new kid in. Are the um, dog. Well, of course not the dog. But the dog, like, growls at him, and then Mr. T shows up, and the major d''s like, Dude, just go for it. Just go for it. I don't know what kind of... I don't know what your necklaces mean, <laughs> but Pluto's in retrograde... And this is really wrecking my Monday, so it's throwing it for a loop. But I trust you. Truth. And you're just strength you project. So they go in. Obviously, they're about to award something. They bring in a cake, and some people are supposed to pop out of it? Yeah, they're strippers. They're straight-up strippers. This is a sales
1: performance award um, uh, banquet. And the guy's like, and now the Marshall sisters will dance for us, and they wheel a cake out. The women are supposed to come out... The strippers are supposed to be jumping out of this cake.
0: <laughs> but our, our thieves jump out of it, right? And they grab the medallions, and they just shatter them right there. Yeah. Um, Mr. T and New Kid run at them, but New Kid shows one of his
1: superpowers. Um, New Kid um, is a straight-up Metroid.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And rolls to a ball and tries to roll at them. But he gets, like, I guess he goes in the wrong direction, and it's a wall. <laughs> like, hey, um, nice work, Metroid,
0: but you missed. He just got his ball power, Brad, um, <laughs> from that weird bird statue they visited before. And he's got some learning to do. He, yes. I'm glad he just didn't release the bombs, because that could have gone really bad, really south. That's true. Um, but they find a clue, because something was left behind in these. Um... I got the order of this mixed up in my head because they go to the the kids go to the castle first and right. have their own altercation with these same burglars who also go from the castle to this um uh achievement ceremony or whatever. Uh, but at the castle, the three kids go inside. It's unlocked. Might as well just go in. They find the burglars on the roof busting up ceramic. Well, it's, so at first, it's,
1: um, they they see the burglars and they're like, "All right, well, let's do what Mister T said, um, and go call the police." And Robin's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go confront the burglars, oh. and you two go call the police. And they're like, what the f no they're gonna murder you, Robin. You're just like you do gymnastics. You can't fight two burglars on your own. I guess we'll have to go help. Um,
0: the the physics around this are also need to be explained, because they are above mm-hmm. like an open kind of area. They're like on balcony level in a giant room. Um, There's a giant circular table in the middle. I'm assuming this is where they enact the Arthurian legend. This round table, which now that I think about it, the detail they put into this and really try to get into the mind of a cosplayer doing this castle is impressive for an animated cartoon. Um, So Robin's plan is to just leap from this balcony and land on the table. And then I guess that feat of strength will summon applause and then maybe an encore. Yeah. Because she doesn't really plan on fighting them.
1: No. No, she just plans on gymnasticing them. And, uh, so when she yeah, goes... doesn't
0: work. When, she's over the, when she lands and realizes, oh, no, um, her comrades up in the balcony, one of them says, oh, sheesh, and jumps with them. They're just like, all right, I guess we're just in this brawl. The burglars like immediately grab like a sword and like try to chop the table in half, like a broad sword. Yeah. Like, they're swinging at these kids for
1: keeps. Oh, defo. Defo. I mean and again just just so we all remember this whole thing is over industrial piracy. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Well, we haven't figured that out
0: yet. Right, the mystery's right, right. still there. But just
1: just 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 keep in mind this is all in all for the sake of industrial piracy. Um so there's a big chase and they they end up on the um the roof of the castle and Robin flies. Robin jumps on one of the guy's shoulders and gets knocked off the edge of the castle, seemingly to her death.
0: Well, she tries to do a Black Widow move on him. Yeah. Essentially, before that was a thing. And you're right, she almost falls to her death. The other two people are just like holding down one of the other robbers, but like both of them are holding him down. Yeah. Then there is my favorite scene because
1: the the physics of this scene are amazing Robin is like holding on to a window seemingly 10-15 feet um, from the top of the castle so Kim is like oh I'll get you I'll just hold on to my legs and I'll just reach for you and everything about this looks so weird because we see her working down and we see um, what's his name is holding on to her legs uh, Jeff, Jeff is holding onto her legs, and, but she just keeps moving down, like she's the fucking ring girl or something, because she just keeps stretching, because she shouldn't be able to reach her, because it's like fifteen to twenty feet, and she just gets closer weird. and closer. And they show it to her, and they just show her hands reaching and reaching, and I'm like, is she like fucking Mister Fantastic? What's going on? I mean,
0: and even if you look past that, which is weird, and you can't. Mm-mm. There's no way this kid's going to be able to pull her up because he's already struggling just to hold her over the edge. Yeah. You add another human's weight to that? No. It is so weird. And,
1: like, there's so many shots, and, like, you see her holding on and then walking up the side of the castle. But it's such a long walk. It's crazy.
0: (laughs) I'm going to do my best to use their real names because I can't not now for some reason. So Jeff is the kid that tries to hold up... Kim and Robin. Yeah. And Robin looks genuine they do a good job of drawing her like wide-eyed and absolutely terrified, which is true. Oh, but But you just jumped because like a monster is reaching for her. (laughs) But she could easily do gymnastics in this world and get and be fine landing. Is she scared of like gators in the moat? Because we saw her jump from a second story balcony onto a table and land. True. She also did a backflip off that table when the burglars tried to like tackle her. I think she's closer to the ground than she is at the top of that castle. <laughs> like yes, it's so
1: kooky. Yes, it's wonderful. I love it. Um, but yeah, as we mentioned, the, after that is the uh, the scene at the with the uh, the <laughs> strippers. Um, and uh, so they're chasing the guy. The the kid turns into a Metroid and fails, but Mr. T catches yeah. the other guy. And uh, oh no, oh, nope, nope, nope.
0: Never mind. It, it should also be said that. Every time we see these burglars breaking medals... Now, in the castle, they were around the knight's neck. They were about to be awarded the ceremony. They were about to be awarded at the gymnastics tournament. Um, but they reuse the same animation, I think. But there's always one guy who is, like, in a very weird on-his-knees position, just sh- using a hammer and just, like, beating the shit out of these... Mu- and it's awkward looking. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks uncomfortable... And it's like he's choosing to do it because there's a lot of different ways you could do this. Even from an animation standpoint, you could do it better to where it looked like it wasn't like he's choosing to kind of like, I don't even know how you would describe it, like crawl this position. It looks super uncomfortable and weird. Just saying that because. Yeah. So he gets the guy. They get one guy. So now they're they're the team's going to meet back,
1: back up at uh, Fisherman's Wharf. Um, I don't know what they did with that one guy they captured, <laughs> like, he, I, did they let him go? I don't understand.
0: He reformed his ways and now he's, uh, he's a changed person.
1: So now they're like, ah, oh, what do we do now? And Woody's like, well, uh, clearly all these medallions are from the same place, so why don't we just go there? And they're like, that's a good idea. Hey Woody, you should come too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm coming, um, that's why I suggested it, dummies. Uh, thanks for the invite, assholes.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. There are two things I need to talk about mm-hmm. in this previous scene because I forgot they existed. Um, there's a moment where Mr. T takes a cake and we see a frame of him smiling and then throws, launches the cake across the room. It splatters in front of one of the running guys, like criminals, and he like slides on it. This criminal then slides headfirst into like a little table. That has a fruit basket on it, or like a fruit bowl, and then one piece of fruit, it looks like a lemon or a grapefruit, falls on this guy's head, erupts in a non fruit way, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh no. And that's how they capture him and shake him up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how it happens. Then they
0: go to the place, you're right, the, like the, the and then there's the guy and he's like, I hey, look, these guys forced me to make an elaborate set of metals and then like sell said metals in a weird way to put microfilm into them.
1: Yeah cuz they've got the owner of the the so they go to this place the place that makes the medallions and the guy is tied up
0: been like that for a day I guess maybe longer
1: seemingly days and he's like yeah uh, these guys they uh, they have apparently the microfilm was put in and we don't know what's microfilm yet but we know what we find out is the microfilm was put into a medallion and then somehow it got mixed up with the medallions that were going out how did that happen (laughs) look
0: they all look the same these medallions yes
1: so so then these criminals like get there because I guess they want to kill this guy to get rid of the evidence or something I don't understand Um, I don't know why they came back, but they did. Um, And so they're trying to kill them. And there's a big fight. At one point, Mr. T's like, hey, are you sentimental about this machine? And the guy's like, am I sentimental about a machine? Not particularly good. And he takes it and throws it at them. And it's amazing. (laughs) Like, I love, like, Mr. T's just, like, destroying
0: things. There's also a door that says private. Mr. T just smashes right, th- he just runs right through it. Oh, I think one of the girls says something like, Wow, what's behind this private locked door? and then pfft, smash, uh, which we do know Mr. T did in that, um, what was that, DC Taxi, DC Cab, DC Cab movie, yes, where he goes through the door. Oh, so good, love that movie. Um,
1: so somehow they, this the guy that's tied up gives them the lowdown. It's like, oh yeah, well they were they find out that they were working at the arcade. So they rush to the arcade and they go up into the into the, uh, the the hideout room and they've stuffed little Spike into an arcade cabinet
0: and sealed it up. Did you, wait, did I miss the part where you talked about the bumper car-ish thing they were doing in the warehouse where they found at the metal place? N- what about it? I don't. I don't remember if you mentioned that. No. What? What? Because what? it's crazy. Uh, so they're in there, and once they find out that like the guy was like, "Look, I do." This, when he's telling them about the arcade or whatever, I think, um, all of a sudden, a van busts through the side of the wall at yeah. like the metal urging place, and then tries to run over all the kids. Yeah. And there's just elaborate acrobatics to try to get out of the way. Yeah. And
1: that's when Mister T takes the machine and and throws it at
0: him. <laughs> My favorite thing about the first scene, though, when they start doing the acrobatics as it's coming, is that there's a little establishment shots of all of them slowly realizing it, and each of them doing their own type of, like, tumble or somersault to get out of the way, which isn't needed. No. Which is a weird establishment shot, but they do it anyway. It's so crazy. There's some hustle when they get into that arcade, too, as far as, like, they run up those stairs, they kick it down. There's a...
1: There's a second where, um... Um... Robin's like, "Oh no!" and Kim's like, "Oh, is he dead?" <laughs> she doesn't say it, but he's like, "Is he? Is is everything? Is he? Is he there? What's happening? Is, is he? Is he dead? Is he dead?" It's like he's not here. Oh, whew. I thought I was going oh. to see a child's corpse. <sighs> <laughs> but luckily, uh, Dozer smells him inside the arcade cabinet,
0: and then uses his strong jowls to rip the front off of it, and we see him in there. This kid is mad they get back on the bus they're driving around and i think this is when they realize what must have happened right brad
1: not quite yet they don't i
0: oh they don't i don't know
1: how honestly like i don't know how they figure out how to go from one place to the other i I, that's lost on me again this is a 20 you know a 23 minute show it goes fast um how the clues all line up i can't quite
0: remember the specifics of (laughs) You say clues, I would say convenient plot points line up randomly Truly. and even then I'm like I don't. Uh, there's no logic yeah. to this, which is why we can't.
1: But they're going to break up the the sale of the uh, of the microfilm cuz now they've now they've got it. Now they found the right medallion. They've got the microfilm. They're going to sell it to Doctor Strange <laughs> 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 who's wearing a really cool jacket. Um
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely best dressed so oh, far. He's got an ascot. It's great. Um. I love it that they're at some sort of, like, bay-ish dock. Mm-hmm. And right before the cell goes down, it's almost like, wait, what the fuck is that in the shadows? And we see Mr. T on top of this really high, like, three-story wall on the edge of this waterfront standing there in the moonlight with his hands on his hips as shadows descend ropes down to the base of this wall. And if I was a criminal, I would be like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, we got fucking Ninja Turtles here. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles are coming. Fuck, Donatello's got that staff. I gotta, I'm gotta. i not ready to get a nunchuck to the head. Oh, who is? Oh. We got to get out of here. So they, of course, run, and they realize, oh, they're kids. Yeah. And of course, they think, well, I can outrun a kid. Nope. These are, like, gymnast teenagers they catch up and then through sheer like a physicality unknown to man they jump in front of these guys grab their grab them with their legs and then like throw them further in front of them Mm -hmm. um and then they're like the main guy's
1: like okay gotta get rid of the evidence so he takes them the microfilm he's like and he throws it to the guys on the boat he's like get it out of here which I love they the are fact, yards. I love that. I love, gotta get yeah. rid of the evidence. Like, I, fine, I just don't want to be caught
0: with this. I mean, his whole world is shattered. Kids can do this? Ninjas are attacking? I'm surprised he has the composure to throw it, again, 20, 30, 50 yards from the dock into the hand of the guy right there. And it's like, all right, let's get out of here. Don't the kids, like, jump from the dock onto the boat? Yeah, the whole team does. Maybe it's only 20 Mr. yards, but it is a... It is a long distance. Yeah. No,
1: absolutely. So, yeah, they all jump onto the boat and they're trying to get the microfilm. Uh, like, we're doing gymnastics all over the place. Then Mr. T is just like punching people out left and right. <laughs> it's great. Um, so, Kim's trying to get the, the microfilm, but it falls into the water. So, she's like, ah, I'll get it. So, she jumps into the ocean oh, um, to get that microfilm. Film. Like, ah, uh, this, this, I mean, there's, like, important state secrets on here. It's probably, like, a uh, blueprints for, like, a Star Wars defense system. Something important. Uh, <laughs> so she jumps into the water, I, grabs the microfilm. Oh, no. Now there's <laughs> sharks.
0: Wait, one thing before we get to the... Because le- let's leave that as a little climax really quick. Some of the feats of strength that pre- by Mr. T on the boat. Mm-hmm. Three guys, three adult men run at Mr. T... He stands there. They run into him and are immediately falling over, knocked out. His presence is enough to have grown men just fall down. As they're down there, we see two of the kids casually take a net off the edge of the boat and just cover these people in a net. Eh, They'll be fine. Like, when they wake up, they'll be... be, uh, Another guy, like, shoots a harpoon at Mr. T. When he just grabs it out of the air and then smashes it in half. And you're right. The word isn't he catches it and then smashes it. He grabs it from the air. Like, no, motherfucker. Let me show you how this is. Smash. Oh, it's so good. It is amazing. But I know you want to hear about the sharks. One, why are there two sharks right beside each other swimming at the same death? That's what they're doing. Um, Hungry sharks. Kim's out there with that microfilm that's
1: surely important State Secrets. And Mr. T's like, no worries. I got this. So Mr. T jumps into the ocean and... uh, like, straight up grabs a shark and throws it. Yeah, just does it.
0: Like, Mr. T fought a shark. He fights two. He fights two sharks. He punches one out of the water and it just goes away. And then another one he grabs. Well, he grabs her and throws her onto the boat and then has enough time to turn around and grab the shark. God, that's so funny. It's crazy. Like, these fish didn't know what was happening. I'd like to think that they were just passing by and Mr. T just... Assume they were trying to attack her, but they weren't, and they're were like, "What the fuck?" And, and we're just thrown. And then we cut to like a, a little bit later on the boat.
1: Everyone's tied up, and Miss B- Miss Brisby is now just driving the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Where was she? How did she get it there? It's
0: gonna be fun to try to drive a boat. I'm a bus driver, so maybe I could be a boat driver. Oh, I, I drive things that start with B.
1: So great. So now they, they they're unrolling this microfilm and looking at it, and, and like, "Huh, what's this?" Kim's like, oh, I know what this is. This is computer program. Computer program? Oh, oh I bet it's a video game. Because cause they were working out of the arcade. <sighs> and then Woody jumps in. Oh, I know what this is. Well, clearly these guys are going to be brought up on several counts of industrial um, piracy. Because clearly video game programs can be worth millions of dollars.
0: In the Knights Network. Every time the kids do these elaborate deductions, we're going to show how they were wrong. (laughs) There's no fucking way that's what's happening here.
1: Um, Can I just talk about the top video games of 1983? Please do. Um, So we got oh, original Mario Brothers. Not Super Mario Brothers, mind you. Uh, Original Mario Brothers. Um, (laughs) Dragon's Lair. Okay. Um, Mappy. Um, Okay,
0: I don't have a context for Mappy.
1: Oh, Mappy's good. The one with the mice? Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I, I love me some... I, Mappy Land on Nintendo I knew better, but Mappy, yeah, the original. Um, that original Star Wars uh, um, cabinet game. Congo um, Bongo. Spy Hunter. Manic Miner. L- Load Runner.
0: Ooh. Can you give me, like, a monetary of, like, how much they ended up being worth? Mm. And would it would it be... One, how do you get all of the programming for that... Onto a small piece of micro, f- microfilm. So
1: let's look at Mappy. Mappy. Let's see a Mappy. Just pick one. So random. 1983 Mappy, um, distributed by in the United States by Bally slash Midway, side-scrolling platform game. Blah, blah blah. Primarily cats and mice. Um, blah 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 blah. Let me see. Is there any mention of money? Is there any mention of money? Money money money. Um. Hmm.
0: not a lifetime gross over to the side interesting no there's
1: not i was hoping there would
0: be so you're telling me it's worthless (laughs) you're telling me no mention of money we could assume that obviously you wouldn't make millions of dollars from it Uh,
1: i mean well i mean it's it's gone on to uh you know have an important place in all of our hearts um there's apparently a web series about mappy so you can you can watch the adventures of mappy there's a future episode Episode 1, New Hire. Mappy is suspicious when he is offered a security (laughs) job by former criminal Goro, whose deception cost Mappy his police job years before. (laughs) I like to imagine
0: Goro from Mortal Kombat, by the way. Is it not Goro
1: from Mortal Kombat?
0: (gasps) Damn you, Goro. You cost me my job. (laughs) So the kids a- agree that this is what's happening. They all high-five because they realize, you know what, we wouldn't have been able to do it without this new kid. Who throughout the episode by the way has started to lay down his lawyer lingo more and more. Because he's coming into his own as a teammate. And he really did it. So they all like do a weird kind of group high-five and then hold hands and then that's what we end on. We go back to reality. And Mr. T's like, that was a great memory. You guys know, next time the new kid comes, don't discount him right away. And that's pretty much the lesson we've learned, right? Yeah. I mean, I've learned a lot, but that's the lesson to learn. That's Mr. T. Thoughts, feels, um, winners, losers.
1: Uh, wait, sorry, just one thing. Um, I just want to point out, 1983 was the year of the video game crash of 1983. Ooh. A large-scale recession in the video game industry that occurred from 83 to 85, primarily in America. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, revenues well, peaked at around $3.2 billion in 1983, then fell to around $100 million by 1985. That's a pretty big... So, these guys are going to jail, like, right at the end. Like, this was their last chance.
0: They blew it. Straight up blew it.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Man, that was a hell of a crash. There's an actual, there's a graph here, uh, on the Wikipedia page that shows, like, how much of a drop there was, and...
0: Ouch. Seeing it really does help. Billions down to a 100 million. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew. sighs> I mean, that's what happens. The bubble bursts. You yeah, got those
1: consoles. You got that sweet Nintendo. You got them Ataris. There's just so much.
0: I don't know if it's right.
1: Maybe, just maybe, uh, um, capitalism isn't the answer. Hmm. Maybe these times should have gone to go into jail uh, because... Um, maybe there shouldn't be a monopoly on, on uh, these video games. Hmm. hmm. Like, how do they even know about this? Did they steal the code? Or were they workers in the company that made the code? And uh, they're just trying to get what's theirs. In which case, let them go free. They're heroes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a lot of questions with Mr. T. A lot of questions. Great show, though. Really great show. Um, so, who won, who lost? I think um... Spike lost Because he was was kidnapped And then put into a video game cabinet (laughs) For at least 48 hours And who knows what what happened to him before (laughs) Truth Kim can only speculate And she doesn't want to So he definitely lost Mm -hmm. The winner Maybe the new kid He literally took the gold medal at their competition And then proved himself to um, The rest of the team True Absolutely true Yep Sometimes it's that cut and dry, I think. Uh, best dressed, worst dressed. Mr. T's best dressed. That outfit he has in the live action scene, mm-hmm. obviously, it's right? Amazing. Am I wrong? It's amazing. You tell me I'm wrong. No. Tell me he's, I'm wrong. He's of course the best dressed. I think a
1: strong number 2 is Doctor Strange at the end there. Yes. Yes. Um but no, Mr. T, of course. <laughs> worst dressed um Carnival of Souls.
0: Yes. <laughs> the entire Carnival of Souls.
1: Oh god.
0: <laughs> really? With their uh, shadow people with human masks and rags of clothing. Terrifying. It's very stressed. Yeah. That's Mr. T. Are we watching the next one next episode? We're just going to go through them in order? Sure. or What let's do you want do to do? Let's go, How let's do you go in these? order. I, I want to skip to Mind Thieves, but I think it'll be even better if we go through the Forbidden Monastery first. Yeah. Forbidden Monastery looks sounds pretty crazy. We're going to New Mexico next week, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Can't wait. Um, that's the episode thank you so much for listening thank you we will get to voicemails on another episode if that's oh, okay with you guys because yes. it's it's kind of late Um, we did not allow our site we will get to them though rest assured Defo. P.S. Jonathan you're killing it with your podcast I fucking I just listened to the producers episode after a backlog fucking loved it nice. yes some of the voicemails are Jonathan's that being said thank you for listening to Ramjack Brad always a pleasure mm-hmm. Brad's doing a whole lot of other podcasts um do you want to plug those? or? Sure. Uh, yes. Um, you can listen to us talking about The Prisoner on Village Fashion
1: Center. It's a fashion podcast that talks about The Prisoner, and it's a fun time. So check it out. You can also hear me and Tammy and Claire uh, talking about some crimes on Absolutely True, True Crime, a Deadly Serious podcast. The most recent episode is the Great Muppet Caper episode, so check that one out. Nikki Holiday, a jewel thief, or is he? We'll decide. Um, You'll find out, so please check that out. Um, The next one, we'll, we'll be recording... Well, by this time it'll already be recorded when this comes out. But um, coming up uh, uh, next month's episode will be Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet
0: Street. Nice. Um, are we gonna be? Is this gonna be launched before April Anarchy? What is this? Is this episode we're recording now going to be post April Anarchy episode or pre?
1: Pre. This will come out next week.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. My mind is, and that's two weeks from now when we were recording, or three, the sev- weekend of the seventeenth. guys get us your feet okay check this i haven't received any fears recently true brad needs those i need those now Mm -hmm. also we are fast approaching april anarchy yes what are you like some of you have sent in monsters and i really appreciate it we
1: got a monster while we were recording I,
0: we need more monsters, though. Yes, we need to collect them. Please. It's like a Pokemon Sitch. I need to see more. I need more
1: monsters. Please send those monsters. Please, please send to those monsters. Um, it's coming up on us. Uh, we'll be recording April Anarchy in a few weeks. Uh, we're, we're we're nailing that down, but it, it'll be it'll be coming soon. Um, and friends, just keep in mind, during these uh, uh, very complex times when a lot of people are, are unsure of their values and their policies, um, nor should they, nor should we really be over concerned with policies and values, uh, because it's better to just keep everything very vague and ill defined, so that we can all come together on one single point. Hobby horses. <laughs> I mean, I guess they were, like, a thing for, like, kids, like,
0: back in the day or something, right? But <laughs> back in the day. I don't I think I had one, actually. I had one. I don't okay, know so where it came from. Ago. Yeah, same here. Mine was blue. It was very strange. So, I, I remember finding a hobby horse in my house and thinking, I have no memory of this. Like, where did this come from? And being way older than, like, for a hobby horse and thinking, was this in my closet for, like ever like when did this get in there and where did it come from yeah it's a real weird thing it's a horse head on a stick i mean that is a weird toy when you're playing that is some that is some real 1950s kid toy shit like westerns I don't, were popular i want to ride yeah. a horse like the big guys don't have the space for a ranch i'll put a horse head on a stick and ride around
1: i guess
0: i mean part of me was thinking when i was reading that article originally and gawking at it because I was like, I have no, idea this is in unreal. Like back to our childhood, I was thinking of like what trend, like what things were like. Did kids get into that seemed also weird and kind of strange? And I thought yo-yos were a big thing at one point when we were kids. Like pogs, pogs, equ- but not as equally strange, right? Like pogs or no, are- well, hobby horses. Real That's the thing just- about hobby horses, you the whole gist
1: of these competitions is to pretend like you're riding a real horse. Who's the
0: best at miming riding a horse? Who has the best style miming oh, riding a horse?
1: Like, it's very weird. And it also, it just brings the idea of, like, like taking, like, kids playing and imagining and then, like, putting this, like, competition aspect on it that, like, just brings up all the issues of, like, meritocracy that are disgusting. Um Because we're all just trying to, like, uh, incentivize um, everything and make everything competition and everything's capitalism. It's bad. It's just inherently bad and
0: gross. Like, kids play with a horse head on a stick. (laughs) It's that kind of, like, corruption of something, one, super old, but also oddly, like, childlike. Because you could yeah. also, like, ribbon dancing was a thing. I know when we were kids, like, when Katie was a kid, she had a ribbon dance, which is just a ribbon on a stick. But mm-hmm. that eventually became, like, a big sport. And I think that 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 is a competition now. But that's also with a genuine, like, acrobatic. Like, I can see that. But this is a fucking hobby horse. It's like, yeah. and it's kids, thankfully, now. But in 10 years at the Olympics, are we going to see adults riding hobby horses? Well, in two weeks, we're going to see Beto O'Rourke standing on top of a hobby horse. Nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm with it. I'm like, the, these kids are riding hobby horses. I'm on a hobby horse. That will fucking happen. If this makes it international like Finland wants it to and be one of their international import exports.
1: If I find out that any of the Mike Gravel teens are, are doing hobby horses, like, I want my money back. Like, give me that donation back,
0: motherfuckers. Give me that money back. Bernie Sanders is going to be looking across the debate like stage and see Donald Trump walk onto stage with <laughs> riding a riding and dressage
1: horse. Oh my god, Donald Donald Trump with a hobby horse. Like why not? Like just as his like 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 crazed diseased brain <laughs> just completely unravels to the very
0: end. He s- just walks on stage with a hobby horse. I see a camera focused on a dune in Mar Lago. And we see just oranges, crap. Oranges! Oranges. <laughs> him and Rush Limbaugh like riding hobby horses into the sunset on the golf course. Yeeks. <laughs> cool. I don't I don't know how we that's the world we live in now. That's that's my prediction. Goodbye.
1: I had a little hobby horse and it was dapple grey. Its head was made of pea straw, its tail was made of hay. I sold it to an old woman for a copper groat. And I'll not sing my song again without a brand new coat.